0: Welcome back to an episode of the Scoop College Basketball Podcast presented by Hoopscoop Media. And it has been a little bit since our last podcast, longer than we'd like, but we're we're going to try to start cranking them out. But we have a lot to talk about today because the NBA draft deadline was yesterday. So basically, prospects had to declare yesterday whether they are staying in the draft and foregoing their, their remaining eligibility or returning back to college for another season. The portal deadline to enter passed about three weeks ago. Now, grads can still enter, and some have been, but most of that stuff's out of the way. Most people have committed. There are still a few left that we will touch on later, but first, speaking of the portal, we assembled a few portal winners and portal losers, so teams that won the portal and lost a portal with their classes. So uh, how do we want to do this, Dan?
1: Well, how many, what do you want to cap our, our number to share? Like I, I have a, I have a couple in each category. I didn't want to go too crazy, but um, we can, we can lob them back and forth. We can stick in like one winner category and one loser category and do that at a time kind of draft winners and losers.
0: Yeah. I had seven winners and five losers. How many, how many did you assemble?
1: I have I I I started with two of each. that I absolutely want to get in, and then I have a couple of, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't I didn't create the same starting five of each that you did, but I have <laughs> I have ones that I feel more strongly about. So well,
0: well, what's what's the winner that you feel the most strongly about?
1: Well, it, it's not it's not easy to call it a single like rank rank them the single most, but I think West Virginia was one I absolutely wanted to put in. That that uh, was, was the first one I had down. Yeah, West Virginia West Virginia was one that I absolutely wanted to take for a winner. Uh, it was such a busy portal season for the Mountaineers. Prior to Bob Huggins' uh, unfortunate comments on live radio, he did good work in the transfer portal. Like I got, I got to give him credit on that. Uh, Jesse Edwards, nearly 15 points a game at Syracuse. Uh, Hofstra's Omar Severio, I'm very familiar with, and that was another good get uh, from a player from a school in New York. Uh, Raekwon Battle was a high scorer at uh, Montana State. Uh, a lot of ways you can go with this one. I mean, even um, the the pickup they made from Arizona uh, was a Krisa. He he had like he was a really big, good rebounder. Uh, and and score well. So I think, I think on all, all WVU gets high marks from me because in the Big Twelve, number one conference in the land, you, you need to have you need to make something shake in the portal in order to kind of change your fortunes from maybe the middle to back end of the conference to make a make a run for it. So this this was really good for West Virginia this offseason. Mm-hmm.
0: And they also got Jose Perez, who like he committed like a while ago, but I I mean yeah no he that's important. He, he yep. didn't end up playing, so I guess you could count him. Part of his portal class. I'm not like super high in prez individually, but like he's still a fine player at West Virginia. Yeah, Edwards is the one I really like. Like he is a dominant rim protector, pretty efficient from the field. Um, battle can really score the ball. Um interest, interested to see how he does coming back to like the power five level, power six, because he started out at Washington, didn't really do much. Transfer down was really good. But I think, like, his skill set translates. Like, he can, like, really create shots. Pretty athletic. He's not just, like, a mid-major that just, like, is not, like, super athletic. Like, he, he has some athleticism to him. And, yeah, Silverio probably won't play a ton, but he, he can shoot it. And, yeah, Krisa still, the jury's still out on, like, what kind of impact he brings. Is he a winning contributor? But, like, he, at worst he's a solid shooter and passer so like okay so i'll i'll say one of my winners next so we can kind of switch off here i have lsu as a winner mm-hmm. they brought in jalen cook carlos stewart will baker jordan wright Damon collins and hunter dean and the pickup i'm really excited about is jalen cook because it is this another one he started out at lsu under the uh, Will Wade tenure, he transferred to Tulane after he didn't really get minutes. But, like, he, he can really score the ball. He's, like, a super explosive, small guard. Like, he can get buckets. And I th- I think he'll translate right up. He, he was probably always, like, a high major player. He just was – some guys just, like, aren't good their freshman year and don't want to stick around. Also, like, LSU was the only place he could have transferred and played right away. So – because uh yeah. I, I don't think he's a grad I think it's he's been in college three years and yeah um there are other guys carlos stewart really good player at santa Clara, really nice add at back backcourt. jordan Wright, i mean we've already seen him be like a good sec player um damian collins is um he, he was not that good at kentucky like from a productive standpoint but like he's super athletic like Definitely someone that hypothetically could be good. Like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it was definitely worth taking. Um, Will Will Baker is another guy I really like from Nevada. All Mountain West guy. I mean, has already proved he's been like a really solid center on a pretty good Nevada team. Spent some time in the Power Six as well at Texas. And Hunter Dean is just like a solid backup. Like, I considering like what the backup centers out there are
1: going for like he's a he's a solid take
0: was was lsu one of your teams
1: uh lsu was on my radar but it was not one of my top two three that i was referencing as we introduced the segment i mean if my my next one in that top two three was kansas uh and hunter dickinson pushed to kansas over the top i mean it's 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 a i'm calling it a class it's really care i mean it's a good group but it's it's dickinson really put uh them over the edge for me of course he was one of the biggest moves in the portalist offseason Uh, Nicholas Timberlake a uh, guy mentioned, another CEA player coming over from Towson thought uh, that was big so combination of those two especially and they picked up uh Arterio Morris from Texas so um I, I Kansas was well off to begin with obviously uh, to an extent but I thought as soon as Dickinson became a Jayhawk that that uh that that put Kansas in, the, in on a high up on the winners poll for me
0: they also got Parker Brown, Christian Brown's brother. Yep. I've I've seen like a lot of people kind of hating on that pickup because like, I mean, he probably they probably took him because it's his brother. But like, <laughs> he played like thirty minutes a game yeah. at Santa Clara, which was a top hundred team the past two years. Like, yeah, maybe he's maybe they're like mostly taking him. Like, they already have the connection there, but like, he's from the area. Like. He's like a he would be a guy that they would probably look at as their like backup center who's wants to play like ten minutes a game. Sure. Like even without their relation. I mean like Dickinson's gonna Dickinson can play like 30 minutes, so they're not gonna need that much out of Brown, but like he, he's he's a solid death beast for sure. And yeah, I, I really like their class. Like I'm really high in Arterio Morris. I think like he just wasn't in a spot where he could really like show off everything he could do at Texas. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought he was going to be like super good sophomore year at Texas. Obviously, that didn't happen because he didn't play his sophomore year yet. But, like, because in my article where I ranked the, uh, the way too early top 25. Right. And by the way, I think I might come up with a new top 25.
1: Say, new and revised. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that will possibly be coming out in the next few days. But yeah, one of the reasons I like Texas is because I liked his potential to. Potentially shape up into an all-Big 12 player, and he's still in the Big 12, so the all-Big 12 chance is still there. And yet, Timberlake, he can score the ball, he can shoot the ball. I think he, yeah, he really, he really provides some offense for a team that's not great shooting-wise. Like, he can really shoot, which is a huge strength because, yeah, they don't have that, as much shooting. Yeah, Kansas, definitely one of the portal winners. and. Moving on uh to my next team, I have Gonzaga. Uh they got Graham EK, Ryan Nemhart, and Steele Venters are also in the running for Zion Pullen, who released his top five, and we will talk about it later. But yeah, like this this is a like about as good as you can hope for. EK is a guy who's like proven to be one of the best players in a similar conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nemhart is a been proven to be a solid starting point guard on a team who can really contend in March and I think Gonzaga will give Nemhard the best opportunity to really show off what he can do offensively and uh Steele Venters is a just really, really solid role player, like the ultimate role player for this team. Yeah,
1: hey, Gonzaga, great choice. Gonzaga was one of my was one of my trio. So I, I, I but I see you know Nevart you know all about it you know about how the Zags built built this portal season so looking at my board here I'm I'm I really am viewing this as a draft here so I'm looking at my draft board of winners because I had a number of options behind my top ones I would consider Cal right Cal wasn't was far that would from... that would
0: have been my next one on the list
1: <laughs> Cal was far <laughs> from stellar last season but yeah. Hoop scoop interview alumnus Fardos Amac is on the way Mike you interviewed
0: Jalen Tyson too.
1: Yeah, it it's not it's 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 um a huge huge crop for the Golden Bears. Uh, I think an underrated one is probably like just just to bring a mid-major into the conversation in terms of mid-major getting players in the portal would be UC Santa Barbara. There had been I I
0: considered putting him down but I did not.
1: Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're, I, UC I agree. Santa Barbara, you're looking at players who you you talked about it or alluded to it a bit mm-hmm. ago, you know, players who were at power sixes and maybe didn't just didn't have didn't have a workout, didn't have the pathway to showcasing all that they can do, you know, really tapping all that potential. But uh, Zach Clements comes from Kansas to UC Santa Barbara. Um, they also get players from Auburn and Creighton. So that that's one that I would consider, but I'm going to, i ultimately give the nod to Cal because Cal was in such need of an overhaul and they're, they're getting it. I mean, Tyson was double digit points a game at Texas tech. Uh, so to pull from two players from Texas tech, that makes it uh, as, which is one of the, certainly a good program in the big 12. I, I think Cal, uh, I, the Pac-12 always have a hard time making heads or tails out of us out of sometimes in the regular season. So at least Cal made itself much more interesting to watch now as we head into the fall.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is, in my opinion, going to be a lot more fun to watch. I mean, Bronny went to USC. I don't think we've even right? podcasted since that happened. But, like, I mean, I don't know how big of a deal that's going to be, like, actually basketball-wise. Like, I, th- I think he's really good, but, like, I think he'll well- be, like, maybe like 10 points a game but like this will be like a huge deal like everyone will be tuned in to see what he's doing i saw they just announced uh today i think that they're playing kansas state the first game of the season so at least that'll be like a first game of the season that people want to watch instead of playing like some random mid-major they beat by 50 so Mm -hmm. yeah on the brownie note, how how
1: good do you think he'll be? Like, because he well, he's he's like good, but let's give let's give brownie some credit here. Like, I'm not saying he's gonna be a lottery pick just because of his pops, but like he probably like he's changed. He's he's changed the whole the the, the narrative around him is now like independently of whatever his dad's plans are. Like, he can be a lottery pick on his own. On his own merit like I and but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be a winning college player because now I'm not saying Bronny's gonna be I, I ben think he's because I Bronny think he's definitely a... has way more Bronny definitely has way more just drive and like than Ben Simmons probably did. But like Ben Simmons was we, we knew Ben Simmons was gonna go be no later than a number two pick and he he didn't exactly make LSU a they didn't even get in the tournament. So I, I, did, I think Bronny is gonna be way more of a winning player. And but I I just say that because just because I'm confident in his individual um career projections doesn't necessarily mean USC is gonna like necessarily transform. But I, I the Pac twelve is gettable, right? Like they're not in the Big Ten yet. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be gettable.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean I think USC could be like really good. I mean they have Isaiah Collier who is the number one yeah. guy in the country. I mean I think Brownie's like a perfect role player. Like he would be if if he was allowed to stay in college for multiple years, which I don't think is gonna end up being the case, like I think he'd be like a great multi year, maybe like two year player I th- I obviously think he's gonna leave after one year because he's probably gonna play with LeBron in the NBA, but like I I think he can like really impact winning. Like I think he does a lot of little things good, which like kind of like obviously LeBron's just like an athletic freak. Bronny's not really there, but he just he's st- still a very good basketball player, and m- maybe overrated by some. Like I saw some mock drafts at him going like top ten, like. He's not well, that good, in my yeah. opinion. But I, th- I think he's like, like I don't have a problem with some of the recruiting rankings. Like, he, he's, he's, he's good.
1: And you gotta trust that basketball IQ that that's pat that's passed down. Like, he, he's gonna, he's, he's going to be way more mature than like your typical, <laughs> your mm-hmm. typical first year college basketball player. Like, we gotta be honest with ourselves about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Spa isn't gonna be any new thing that he has to adjust to. That's for sure. I mean, his high school games have been on ESPN. So,
1: Oh yeah. He, he was, he the talk, he's been the talk of the town for, uh, for much longer than just his mm-hmm. college recruiting process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, we got a lot off topic here, but good, good portal class by Cal. And the next school I went to, I guess if we're doing this as a draft, I am drafting the Florida Gators. Um, they got Walter Clayton Jr., Tyree Samuel, Mike at Hanglockton, and EJ Jarvis. Um, I think Todd Golden just really got what this team needs and kind of realized what he maybe didn't do as good last year. I really like Clayton. Clayton is like, he can be really good, along with Riley Kugel, who's obviously not a transfer, but he's co- going to be one of the best players in the SEC. And the other three are just, like, pretty solid fours and fives. Hanglockton, um, freshman from Marshall, uh, really rebounded the ball, really blocked some shots. Will be interesting to see if his offensive game develops. Samuel was a pretty solid high-major caliber player, and Jarvis comes from Yale, had, had a pretty decent career there, should be a very solid role player. A lot of times Ivy League guys are good at, like, Accepting roles, I feel like moving up a level. Like, yeah. But yeah, do you have any comments on the Gators?
1: Yeah, nice, nice choice, nice choice, taking us to the SEC because that's where I thought I might be going next. I I didn't necessarily think I might go with Florida, but I have another SEC team in mind. But I know I I think Florida's, I think Florida's a great choice. You didn't You didn't mention that what they lose, they lose Niles Lane. I'm just, I'm yeah, just pulling your like it's a
0: catastrophic loss for negators.
1: <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not making light of Niles Lane. I'm just I, of course <laughs> I have to w- work in the fact that he's on his way to Delaware. So but yeah, but no, yeah, it's that's a good choice. I I I got no bone to pick with that. I was just gonna pick Arkansas next. So woo pig Suey, like Ar- Arkansas, shout out Musselman. uh Khalif Battle coming over from Temple, L Ellis from Louisville. Really like, really like both of those editions, uh, especially. Uh, when you look at at adding from a uh, Pac-12 school, uh, Keon Manyfield from wa- from Washington, so uh, yeah, I mean Arkansas is going to keep adding these proven veterans. Like the, it, it, it's a, it's going to be, I think, a good combination. So, I'm I'm going to stick with Arkansas as my pick here, following Florida.
0: Yeah, I, I'm personally not as high on the Hogs recruiting class as some are because I feel like they didn't really address the need of shooting. Um, I mean, Battle is a shooter, but he's not like the most efficient. Like he, I mean, you think he sh- he shot like eight threes a game on thirty five percent, which like you you can like that that's decent. But I think they should have had more shooting, especially from the guard position. Now, a lot of these guards are not great shooters. But like all in all, like Musk can really recruit from the portal. Like th- there's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the staff at Arkansas yeah. to unlock that a little bit for, for the guys they did land. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that that efficiency improves a little bit. So you're making a with this quote draft pick, you know, you're making a bet on this the projections too. But that, I guess that's the case for all of these. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I do think Mus is like arguably the best coach in the country and like shaping guys up and getting them to do what he wants on the court. So yeah, so. For my uh, next selection here, I'm going to go to the mid-major world and select the Lobos of New Mexico. I really like what they've assembled, and I think it hasn't been potential uh, to get to that tournament, which they should have last year before they absolutely collapsed down the stretch. That was pretty bad, but they they were clearly a tournament-level team for most of the year, and... Yeah, they got Nelly Junior Joseph, Mustafa Amzil, Jamar Baker, and Isaac Mushila. Yeah, Nelly Junior Joseph is a very good big man. Uh, from Iona, should fit in really well in Mountain West level for sure. Um, Amzil can like is like a stretch for not not even like a four. He's more like a wing. Like he's yeah, he's more of a wing. Can like score the ball. Can yeah, I th- I think he's. Could gun at a high major if he wanted to. Um, I forgot who else was after him, but yeah, Jamal Baker, uh, can also score the ball, has the lots of high major experience with playing at Kentucky and Arizona before, uh, Fresno State. And yeah, brings lots of experience. He's pretty old. And, um, then Isaac Mushila, kind of an undersized big, but can really rebound the ball. Um, yeah, th- this is a great portal class, and like this would be a good portal class at a high major school. And the fact that New Mexico is doing this, like they already have pieces back. They have House and Mashburn back, so like this could be really good. Like, like the House Mashburn, I really like Donovan Dent. The uh, sophomore is going to be a sophomore that they have. Like he has tons of potential. Not sure for how much we're going to see because of how loaded this team is. But they also got like two four stars one that might be like a fringe three four star but like they have some solid recruits coming in like this slowbo seem better be good because they have everything on paper they need to go dancing
1: yes yes yeah, gonna be an absolute factor in the mountain west there's there's zero question in my mind i i with my my, my choice are right, next I, t- I take it back to the p6 i take it to which which team in orange, Texas or Tennessee? Because I do like the Texas got Max Abrams, Oral Roberts, but Tennessee, Tennessee like assembled a really good mid-major all-star roster that I'd be I'd be drawn to. Like if you if you if you listen to the podcast. Chris Ledman Chris Ledlam was in high demand coming out of Harvard. Tennessee picks him up. Uh, Dalton Necht from Northern Colorado was just over 20 a game. Jordan Ganey also scored well at South Carolina upstate. All of them are gonna be Vols. Uh, so the fact that Tennessee won this number of uh, high-profile recruits from the mid-major level, especially over—I know—twenty-four-seven had been writing this in one of its summaries about it, Tennessee, especially was getting Indiana like beating out Indiana for a couple of these guys I mentioned. So that's a, that's a good deal, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tennessee, give Tennessee some recognition based on that.
0: Yeah, I like their portal class as well, especially as you mentioned, Ledlam and Necht. Those guys can both really score the ball. Very, very different players, but they can both really score the ball. They both have size. And, yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee's getting a lot back, to Like, they will be good. And, yeah, they're going to be a contender probably nationally. Probably as of right now, I'd have them first in the SEC. I mean, I haven't done really, like, all those, like, conference standings. But I I really like this Vols team is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, they're going to be good. Their portal class definitely helped them out. They got some, yeah, Connect really provides them with some offense, Um, which will be interesting to see how they play him because he doesn't play defense, and Tennessee is a team that's kind of built on defense. So it'll be interesting to see how yep. those yep. worlds meet there. Like, is he going right. to be good on defense or or she can try to hide him.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you can only hide for so long until it gets exposed, right? Like, yeah. and will I will the identity of Tennessee shift that much? Like, I I do think with the returnees, it'll mm-hmm. probably stick with kind of what we what we chronicled throughout the, throughout the season. Same old thing about Tennessee with the defense, and then really making the offense look f- far short at times.
0: Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, this is the watch t- team on my list. I have Villanova and. Their portal class was got a lot better yesterday because they got Tyler Burton, who has been one of the best players in a ten. I honestly think he's like an NBA caliber player. And then like you got Hakeem Hart, T.J. Bamba, also got Lance Ware. Like Hart and Bamba are really proven high major players. And Ware could I I don't love Ware, but I think he can bring some solid uh interior defense, rim protection off the bench which Villanova is uh, lacking some rim protection. Um, Dixon's not, like, really, like, a strong defender. So I think Ware can definitely help out there a little. But, yeah, about Burton, I was watching the G League Elite Camp scrimmages, like, two weeks ago. And, like, he didn't... He wasn't really making his shots. Like, statistically, he wasn't having the best game. But, like, I was just kind of, like, watching, and I saw, like, he can, like i i think he's like an nba player like he's just like he can he can really play like he has good size good athleticism like he will be good like villanova will be good this year
1: pow neptune don't count him don't count him don't leave him for dead don't count him out no that's definitely a very timely choice of villanova right like Burton is big. Burton, especially just being like East Coast. I was kind of hearing so much about that. Where was Burton? That that made a lot of waves. And then I'm not just I'm not I'm not just saying on this coast, but he yeah, that was big, 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 big time for the momentum of Villanova. So that was a great choice. You you got me because that that was one I was going to not I wasn't zeroed in on. And I don't know if I was necessarily hard set on that, but now I need to I need to take my time here. This is gonna be my last chance to make a good pick. And, yeah, well,
0: I I'm all out of teams, so this yeah, will be. This this, my, this you'll have my, the last pick at a draft.
1: This is, this is my remaining this is my remaining selection, and I mean, while I'm thinking about it, I'm not going to select TCU. But once again, shout out to TCU for Jameer Nelson Jr. Um, I mean TCU had some losses too, so I was I was interested to see what TCU is going to do. Gonzaga has been off the board for a good while. Had to move on from them, even though I really liked that as well keep going down i'm gonna have to deep dig i have to i have to dig deep in my bag of tricks like even like i want to look at this is and again this is like a taking a flyer on a school but like st john's has has a new coach and they got jordan dingle and i shout out jordan dingle in our podcast episode during the season for a uh mid-major all-american spot uh dingle leaves Penn now uh for st john's so i'm it's like to, I wanted to I'm not gonna go ahead and put my full faith in St. John's like making that pick but I'm gonna go ahead and go back to Pac-12 I'm gonna take Arizona because Arizona did figure out getting Caleb Love not solely because of Caleb Love I know overall it's not like Arizona wasn't like it's not gonna be everybody's choice but um, I know he's been inefficient like all the above but I just think I'm curious to see. I want Arizona to be attached to my name. I'm going to take a gamble with my last pick. You took Villanova, which I wanted. So there are others that could have gone. Xavier would have been a safer pick. Uh, you know Xavier also had a class that you'll uh, I'm sure you'll want to get into as well. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a pick to as a, in the draft the school that made a lot of headlines which is Arizona. So bear down. Uh, and yeah, it it's gonna be a mixed bag with Arizona, but I'm curious. So I'm gonna let my curiosity kill the Wildcat here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Caleb is an interesting player, and we'll talk about him a little later in this episode, so more to focus on their class, but he, he's really skilled. Like, so if Tommy Lloyd can get him to, like, I just don't know that he's going to want to have that leash on him, like, that he needs. So, but, yeah, t- talk about their other guys, uh, Jaden Bradley and Shaw Johnson. Um, Johnson's just, like, a really solid, uh, like, Four man, like you kind of know what you're going to get out of him like he he can really run the floor and is athletic for his position and um Jaden bradley is also an athletic guard played at alabama they really had a good season he is a solid player should see his role increase in tucson but yeah another thing about caleb above is he adds a lot of shooting to this arizona team like who knows if he'll be efficient, but, like, they really had nobody who, like, really shot the ball. Like, Jaden Bradley's, like, a two-guard. Like, he made seven threes last season. Like, Caleb Bub can maybe, like, I don't know. He, he shoots a lot. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he makes a lot of them. But he at least adds a perimeter shooting threat to Arizona, along with Kyle and Boswell, who was shooting well at the end of last season.
1: Yeah, And I know it's not the it's different positions, but like with Tubelas, he I know he declared, um, for the draft that he is he, he, and we, our yeah, deadline he, was today, of course. He's he's,
0: he's gone, he's, he's gone. gone. For,
1: yeah, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure absolutely 100% certain with that. So uh, that's a lot of like, I'm not saying it's a positional gap to fill, but there's production gap to fill there. So yeah, a the lot of scoring loss, like <laughs> it's gonna go somewhere,
0: yeah. I mean what would he score like twenty points a game all season, and they got Shaw Johnson to replace him, which gives Shaw Johnson's like a like seven point per game guy. Like, so you you gotta balance it out somehow, and may, maybe that's how they're gonna do it. But let's move on to the portal losers. So. Let's see. You you got the first pick of the portal winners draft, so I guess I'll take what, the first. What do
1: you even want the first pick of the losers though? Like, how does this even work? Are we? <laughs> this is this is, a, this is a whole different vibe now. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well, I guess I'll just get right into it, and I am picking Michigan. Um, they got Namari Burnett and Trey Jackson. Um. Yeah, it's not looking good in Ann Arbor next year. Um, I mean, they also had Caleb Love for a brief period of time, who I'm not sure really would have made the team any better, but at least it would have made it like a lot more fun to watch. Like this, this team is just like I don't know, they're just they're just what they are. Like I, there's not really anything to be excited about. Like they needed to get, I mean, for one about the portal, like can Michigan even like get guys because the last two years they've been get really unlucky because they were going to get Terrence Shannon last year and missions wouldn't let him in. They were going to get Caleb love this year and missions wouldn't let him in. Like, is this, is this a problem? Like,
1: Yeah, it's a trade-off. Like I, I didn't in in recruiting being an institution with the stature of Michigan and the well-earned academic cachet That's important. But you can't just—it's not a turnstile in terms of getting people through. And I'm not saying that these would-be transfers to Michigan like aren't aren't plenty bright and everything, but it's it's hard. We you and I know how admit <laughs> maybe not admissions at like this particular school, but like you, college admissions—it's it, a high bar and yeah, it's it's complicated process. So Michigans run into that. I think of when you—it's t- a great choice to select Michigan as a loser of the portal. I think about Michigan the greater picture, how far behind it's it's feeling like the Wolverines are behind Michigan State. Like my gosh. Like, Michigan's roster just is a puzzle that is missing a ton of, not just centerpieces, but usually, you know, you, you've you you've connected plenty of puzzles in your day, right, Austin? Like, you build it from the perimeter. Like, I don't even think they have the corner puzzle pieces at Michigan, necessarily. Like, that's what's happening right now. So, Michigan State makes that gap go even further. I know we'll get into Michigan State, I believe. What's on our agenda, right? Well, we'll get around to it regardless. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think about Michigan, and that's yeah, a great choice of a losing team in, the, yes. in the, as far as the portal goes.
0: I mean, just to put this in perspective, like they had Hunter Dickinson last year, who was like a borderline all American player. They also had uh, Jet Howard and Kobe Bufkin, who are like two guys who will likely be selected in the first round of the draft. And they didn't make the tournament with that group. And they added Namari Burnett, who's like a decent role player, like, probably been a little disappointing over his career. And Trey Jackson who's, like another like role player ish like forward. Like there's just and they only got one freshman, George Washington, the third who's like not like he's not like a five star or anything. Who knows if he's gonna be good right away? Um, I do like Doug McDaniel, but I do not like Doug McDaniel when he's your team's best player at a Big Ten school that has the reputation of Michigan. So yeah, Michigan. Michigan is in for a very rough year. Like, besides Minnesota, like who are they even better than the Big Ten? Like, maybe no one.
1: Yeah, yeah well, if Minnesota's the bar, that's uh. Yeah, they're
0: they're gonna be better that's not than Minnesota, right. but that's not, that's not saying anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll keep our. We have a negative. We have to have a negative energy about this segment. Just forget, we just have to. Chris <laughs> have some critiques here because I'll move. I mean, they a team that took some L's in the portal. You have to go with Florida State. Like, it's not just losses on the floor this past season. But now, the fact that you had Matt Cleveland go to Miami within the conference like that, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. Uh, Kayla Mills goes to Memphis. And we talked about how FSU did pull in Josh Nickelberry from LaSalle, another A-10 guy uh, that's heading to FSU, Jameer Watkins from VCU. But on, on balance, doing the... Pros and cons analysis, doing the trade off of what was gained, what was lost. At least at this moment, now it'd be interesting to update this and see how these transfers all perform, rather than just start talking in the preseason. But you know, it could change. But for right now, it's hard to say. Florida State isn't closer to the losing side of just this particular portal cycle. Just uh, I think especially, it's a, it's definitely a, a tough gut punch to lose one of your one of one of your names to a conference rival in, in state as well. So. Yeah, that, I I lean that direction for my pick here.
0: Yeah, they also got Primo Spears. I don't know if he's going to be eligible, but th- just trivia here. Do you know what Primo Spears' conference record is in his two years in college?
1: Oh gosh, because Georgetown was. <laughs> I mean, it has to be single digit what conference wins, right? Mm, yeah, it has to be. There's no way they're sniffing. I mean, I, more like we're talking about like on one hand, right? You see, we, our 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 mm. our viewers online on YouTube will see we put up one hand. It's 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 under five, right?
0: Yeah,
1: was it like three, four?
0: Yeah. Well, he didn't even play at Georgetown last year, so you it's... can't even
1: count that. So, so no, he. I'm pl- trying to think he... back. Was there a, was there two? Did they pick up a couple wins. I thought they had a couple. No.
0: They they won they so they won two this year, and then he was at Duquesne last year, and they won one.
1: Oh, see, I totally missed that. I totally, you refreshing my memory of that. Okay, wow. So it is three. Combined. So
0: he is three and. 34 in conference play. Holy. So goodness. I mean, he's, he's t- kind of talented and even if he's eligible, which I don't see why he would be eligible, but like, that's why I didn't necessarily. Yeah. have him kind of but like, yeah. is he a winning player? I mean, the uh, sources have shown that he might not be not that all that is his fault, but yeah, I
1: mean, look, he, he his probably is probably not great. To like, take just into where,
0: consideration. Now,
1: it's a balancing act of how to distribute that blame. what in, in all fairness? But yeah,
0: yeah, but he, he's been part of it. Um, but yeah, like even, even if he's not the issue, like he's probably not really a good player, like a impactful player on a really good team. And yeah, Florida State so
1: Florida State needs such a turnaround too. Like, is he gonna, like, is he gonna be able to shoulder all that?
0: No, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what Florida State, I don't know what's going on. I thought Leonard Hamilton was a good coach and he's just like completely proving that wrong the past few years. He, he had a lot of really good years, but. He he might be about ready to hang it up. It's it's getting bad down there, but I guess I will. Uh, go with my next pick. And is is this if his school got no one from the portal, does it count?
1: Yeah, because it, it I I'd say sure. Because heck, if you have portal inactivity, then that's just as much we something to talk about as portal activity. Like I think that well, stands out. If you have absolutely no new bodies by transfer now, that that does say something.
0: Well, in that case, I will take Kentucky. They have, like, six open scholarships. I th- I think they're going to get some guys from the portal, but, like, what are you waiting on? Like, it's June 1st, and they have seven scholarship players. Five of them are freshmen. Two of them are unproven sophomores. Like, what what are we doing here? Let's get some guys from the portal. And I know they've been in talks with, like, Arthur Kluma and David Jones, who are some of the better transfers left, but, like, are either of those guys going to save the – their roster like I don't know like Kentucky is I, I don't know what Calipari is doing because you cannot win with freshmen like th- that that doesn't happen anymore and especially you can't win with a freshman of the 2023 class who has been the worst incoming class in like 20 years like what what are your thoughts on yeah, Big Blue?
1: I I caught me by surprise you brought up Kentucky like that but it It's worth at this moment now and in the days after this, maybe it'll be just our our luck speaking into an existence. There could be could be movement. But, yeah, I think all the discussion's been away from this very subject where Kentucky just hasn't been hasn't been an active participant or hasn't just gotten it done. Maybe they've been active. I'm sure they've made some. You have have to think Kentucky's missed on a couple. But is Kentucky
0: like if you really want to get guys, you're going to get guys.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear it wholeheartedly. I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly, while I'm saying, as I'm thinking this, I'm, I'm, um, I'm re, I'm reconfiguring my board a little bit because I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking of a team that didn't have a, didn't have an addition. So now I have more options available to me for possible loser here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kentucky was my only team with zero
1: um additions. Yeah. I, I just have one more loser on mine. I didn't I this ne- negative energy around the losers was really getting to me. I couldn't even bear to I couldn't even bear to pick more beyond it it was close for this last last one. I mean it's tight. I kind of want to stay away from schools that just had bad seasons to begin with, and then there are departures like guys just kind of choosing to go a different route. Like so I kinda wanna look at Baylor, right? Like they they Baylor got Ray J Dennis today dry. though. What's that?
0: They got Ray J Dennis
1: today. I know, I know. They got, but I'm saying as of as of like, I know that changed their fortunes a lot. So they're not, they're not, I, they weren't, they weren't my first loser pick. Ray J Dennis makes a big deal, but I'm saying they lost L J Cryer. so they're fortunate that they got Ray but, J. Ray, Dennis. Ray like,
0: J is probably just as good.
1: Do so you think that's one for one?
0: I mean, he was a Mac player of the year. Like he can really like score the ball. He can pass the ball solid. Like I mean, yeah. I would have considered Baylor. Maybe a loser before today, but
1: I guess I guess okay. I'll I'll listen to your argument that they that they've that they've nulled it, nullified it by virtue of. I'm not trying to sleep on Ray J either. Like definitely was one of when he was making he was made his announcement earlier today. I was I was interested yeah. in that because that final four teams was was interesting combination. But I they they lost more than just Cryer. Although they they lost other than that, they just lost really role players by and large. Um, so. I'm sticking I'm sticking with B- baylor they weren't a winner though. No, I noticed you didn't choose it as a winner either. I guess no. I guess I guess I'll catch Flack for this. Baylor at best they're like neutral just because they they at least they kind of like minimize their damages by getting Dennis. And that's not again, that's not me like trying to I'm not taking takes on I'm not trying to have Dennis t- catch strays or anything, but I I want to look at Baylor because because my options, I was kind of limiting them for myself. I didn't want to pick somebody like Vanderbilt, like just another team that was kind of like not didn't have the best year on the court to begin with. So I want to I wanted to scrutinize Baylor, but they did. You're right. They did turn it around today in a big way.
0: Yeah. Vanderbilt almost would have been one of my losers. But did you see that they got Tyron Lawrence back today? uh, Oh, no, I did not. Actually, he did. That that was uh, fairly recent. But yeah, they got him back. And, it, like, Vanderbilt was the biggest loser for a while, but then then they kind of got some guys at the end. They got uh, Van Allen Lubin. They ended up getting uh Tazos Comateros, which, all in all, they, they didn't necessarily win the portal at all. Like, they were probably more on the losing side, but I don't think they would be one of the biggest losers after well, what yeah. they did in the recent weeks. But Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just go to one of my other ones. I have Oklahoma State. And they they lost a ton of the portal and I don't think they uh picked up a proportional amount considering how they lost. Um Javon, Javon Small is a guy I actually like sort of like a little bit. He's a solid point guard, uh good passer. I don't think he's the most efficient scorer, but he can score the ball solid. And then they got um Jerry Sinklin from North Florida and Mike Marsh from Jacksonville, who like probably are not even really uh, big 12 caliber players necessarily like yeah I just they just need a little bit more and I don't think they had it
1: yeah yeah no staying right with the big 12 I think when you look at Oklahoma State's plus and minuses in the portal and then like I talk I talk about Baylor especially in light of Baylor's big pickup earlier today i probably I, I definitely reached on baylor as far as like a loser goes because oklahoma state's in rougher in rougher shape like just having the departures like the departing players had roles available to them at osu too like i don't think i mean you don't ever know exactly what the discussions are but you you would think that it's it's just a bit it's a bit puzzling so oklahoma state it seems like it's going to be like there will be reliance on some youth right like for to for the big 12 standing positioning that they're looking for like i I don't know exactly how that's going to shake out, so I think yeah. that's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. I think the accommodation of Oklahoma State and Baylor, I I tip my cap to you, probably because I was antsy to look at Baylor. I was like, well, wait a second, Ray J's, uh Ray, Ray J's not walking through the door in Stillwater. <laughs> we know that, so no. yeah, yeah. With the, with nope. these two, it, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Instead you're getting Javon Smaller's is worse. <laughs> He's he's solid though, um, but not as good. But another uh loser that I have. Do you have any more, or should I just keep going? Oh no, you, you can
1: round out. I, I I I that's as far as I went with the uh with the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I I do have two more losers. So if you're fans of these teams, you probably won't like what I have to say. But hopefully, you can just agree that you coaches did not do a good job of working a portal. And I have Seton Hall. Um, the transfers that they brought in are Jaden Bidiaco, Dylan DeWusu, and Elijah Hutchins Everett. Um, yeah, I'm just like, these guys are all just like role players-ish. Like, Bidiaco, like, averaged like six points a game at Santa Clara, and he's probably going to be their starting center. If it's not him that's your starting center, it'll be Hutchins Everett, who averaged like 11 points a game at Austin P. Like. These two are like fine role players, but when they're like battling for your starting job, probably not what you'd like. A is fine, but like he's kind of fine. It's all he is, and like there's there's just no like firepower on this team. Like it's just they're just gonna be kind of boring, honestly. And I know nil is not the best there, if I recall, but yeah,
1: yeah, it's a matter of resources, like a lot. That's something we're kind of overlooking at times. But yeah, with these, with with. A, the team isn't a loser, even in the P6 that you're talking about, like it's has and have not to the tired college sports cliche, but like it gets a little more glaring, right? Like I feel bad for Shaheen, right? Like he, he should, he should, he should have, he should have a lot of pull. He, he does. I know he does have pull in New Jersey. There's no question, but yeah, it's it this, this particular off season. I think, that, I think your choice is right.
0: Yeah, and I also have one more loser and this loser is a team that actually picked up a lot of guys from the portal, but it is Arizona State. And the guys that they got uh, were Bryant Celabongi, Zane Meeks, Adam Miller, Sean Phillips, Kamari Lance, and Bryson Long, which is a pretty big portal class, but like when you look at what they lose in comparison to what they gain, like what did they really gain from this class? Like I actually I like Celabonge might be my like favorite player out of this class. But he comes from a five-win team. So like, like I think I think he's actually good, but like,
1: well, so I'm confused. You <laughs> keep judging certain players by their their previous team's win tournament. No, months, I'm
0: like. I'm saying like he's their best player they got from this class, and because like, um, Tulsa won five games, and I think his win shares was like two point nine. So mm, yeah, he he's actually he's actually good, but like, for him to be their best player, like Meeks is like solid, but he was like a role-ish player on, like, a WCC team. Like, he's actually a guy that I think it fit in well. Um, Adam Miller might be just, like, terrible. Like, he he was horrible efficiency-wise at LSU. Like, I I did like him as freshman season at Illinois, but, like, this last season was atrocious. Like, LSU might have been the portal winner because they got rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) that's,
1: that's 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 a zinger. That's a zinger. Right, that that's immortalized in the in the audio. Good grief!
0: But no, he 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 could be good. I just there's when the most recent stuff is him being pretty bad. Um, Sean Phillips was like maybe he has potential, but like he didn't do anything as a freshman on a bad team. Like Kamari lands, kind of the same way played in a bad team. Bryson Long also is probably just not a high major player, although he can shoot it like. I'm just not super sold in any of these guys and maybe sold bondage because he has size and can rebound. But I'm can't just can't be sold. But like when you look at the guys they lose, let me pull up um they lost both of the Cambridges. Um they lost DJ Horn, they lost Warren Washington, uh, they lost Luther Muhammad, Austin Nunez. Some some of those guys are graduation, not the portal, but like you just didn't get as much as you lost. And I think it was a, a pretty big difference considering how much they lost to how much they got. Like, and another thing about Adam Miller, I saw he tweeted, like, after he committed, like, this will be the last time you see me in the portal. Like, buddy, you've, this is your third offseason in college basketball. And it's the third time you been in the portal. Like, like, OK, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do hope so. I hope I hope. Yeah, that's I, I hope,
0: hope he's not in the portal
1: again. <laughs> but mm,
0: to to be fair he did take his name out of the portal last year but he still is third time in a portal in three off seasons so not necessarily something to like brag about that you're not going to do it next year when
1: (laughs) well i mean on the other side though maybe it's just like hey that's very upfront like that's very much like kind of commit you want to talk about quote committing like that's committing like this is this is it that this is that's a statement we'll see we'll see how it ages
0: Hopefully the third time is a charm. Um but yeah, so I I think that wraps up our portal winners and losers segment. So now we move to the draft deadline which was yesterday, May 31st at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time, which was when these guys had to make it clear um whether they were taking their name out of the NBA draft or returning to school for another year. And the one we have to start with is Zach Eadie. For the second straight season, the National Player of the Year is returning back to college. Uh, The last one was uh, before him and Oscar. I believe it was Hansborough. Um, But yes, Zach Eadie is returning to West Lafayette. And yeah, this is big, like... this is like, he's going to be the face of college basketball. I think it's great for the sport that he's returning. So, so what are your thoughts on this?
1: I'm glad you alluded to that. I do think it's, it's a plus that for the sport, like we, we don't talk about the sport, like as a, as a, you know, healthy living organism, but like returning Edie, not just to Purdue, but to the big 10 to presumably March madness. Like that's all, that's all those are all pluses. Those are all pluses for, (laughs) <laughs> For our sake, at least, it's great to see him back, and we can talk about him more. Um, and I don't, I don't view this as a, I don't view this as a, as a surprise necessarily. Like, it, it just would have been so hard to ha- have your final collegiate game be the game, the infamous FDU Purdue. Not infamous. Yeah. It's hardly infamous. I'd say it is famous in a good way. Um, <laughs> but it's hard. I I hardly think that would be an easy easy final collegiate game to leave on your ledger so I, I mean there's more to it than that i'm sure i'm sure ed has own like the reasons involving his game and like we don't necessarily think he's done like he he can have he was great in the reg, throughout the regular season but he can he, he can have even more resounding march too and that that could that could really help so i think uh yeah i don't know this necessarily like blows me over backwards that he's coming back but at the same time you don't take it for granted right like it's just with all the different forces at play, like in the in the basketball market, you know, going from college to the pros and different ways, different routes you can get there. Like, I, I certainly don't take it for granted that is coming back. But I, there are fact, some factors here that I think made it a little bit more likely, not, namely the loss to FDU.
0: Yeah, and, and he's not like an NBA-type player. Like, I, I think he would probably maybe get drafted I mean, well, he, like he he'd get, a, he'd
1: get looks. I think I think he's yeah. he's got such a big name. He too, he like.
0: would get picked up at the very least, but yeah, like he's he's just not a guy that'll thrive in the NBA. And I mean, at
1: least in today's NBA, like there there was yeah. there was a time, there was a time like let's well, that real.
0: that time <laughs> is not now, so it's not really relevant.
1: <laughs> Regrettably, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But he, yeah, I, and I don't think his stock changes like be, before next year. Like it's not like teams are gonna have any different opinions on him and if he can actually um I'm sure he's getting some nice NIL money which had to be a factor Like, like that's one of the main reasons that a lot of these guys are staying in in college but yeah so Creighton they had a big draft deadline they got Ryan Kalkbrenner and Trey Alexander back both guys were not like for sure to come back so this was huge that they got both of them especially um yeah. Uh, Alexander took it down to the final day and Kalkbrenner decided a few days ago, but this is still huge. Like without either of these guys, Creighton would have been in a little bit of a tricky position because they were like so good when Kulk was on the court last year and they were pretty bad without him on the court. Like you look at the on off splits, those will tell you everything. And then Alexander really like they don't really have any like they don't really have a like, great bench, um again maybe a little bit better but there's probably not another like starting caliber guy so like and him being like an all big east level player like this really just adds a lot more to their team and like really cements him as a contender and if they all stay healthy like this could be a really good year like
1: yeah i i echo you the blue jays would have been in a bit of a bind if it weren't for this the way this deadline shook out but it run it back. That i uh, I've so tempted. This the whole theme of this epi- episode could be run it back. Who's able to run it back? Creighton is one of those teams. So yeah, I mean I would expect as given your background, I'd expect you to be able to summarize it better than anybody. And yeah, that's that's all that's all bar for bar. I think very fair. It's uh it it I think that puts the Big East on. A fa- I mean, it's not like it's a new. These aren't new names, obviously by 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 definition. But it so I guess it's strange to say it would put the Big East on notice, but it's like Creighton's not going anywhere at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it'll it keep the notice on them. Even with losing a few stars to the portal, I think they're still in great position to do some real damage, not just in the Big East, but nationally. Um, and then we move to Kentucky, who had a pretty bad draft deadline. Oscar stayed in the draft, um, and so did Chris Livingston. And Antonio Reeves withdrew from the draft, but it's still kind of on if he's actually coming back to Kentucky, which is not great. Um, Especially when we talked about the current state of their roster. We don't really have to bring that up again necessarily and go through that all again. But, like, this this is – things are getting bad in Lexington. Like, the panic button needs to be smashed immediately because
1: – Oh, what? Hold on, hold on, like, hold on. Really? Really? Panicking?
0: I mean, like, they have seven players on their roster and five of them are freshmen. <laughs> yeah. okay. like, this this I just, is not, like, yes. a top 25 team.
1: Yes, it, but, okay, it's not a top 25 team on June 1st, but I remember having this, the, we talked about Kentucky on the court, like, in a panic, and then I felt a little silly later. Like, yeah, I just, I'm hesitant to shovel that kind of them. but... Why, why would you alarm. not be panicked? My word, I, if I'm splitting hairs in semantics, that's what I do. But I, it is it. A, it's definitely alarm. Like you're having seven seven players is not. That's not that's not SEC ready or D one ready. No.
0: no, they're they're. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I I wonder like what their roster roster will look like once it's set. Like how many guys do they get from the portal and like do they actually get anyone good. I saw they were uh, they reached out to Joey Hart, who's a UCF commit and let me bring up his final four before he committed to UCF. Um yeah, so he's he's like ranked in the two hundred somewhere. Like I mean I'm sure he's a fine player, but like when Kentucky starts recruiting you, that probably says more that Kentucky's really yeah, his top four was Toledo, Ball State, UCF and Evansville. Like I mean, like he he's still like like, high major teams were going to kind of be on them because he's a decent prospect opening, but, like, Kentucky, like, they're... It's not not great. But, yeah. Um, What else happened? Yeah, FAU, they got their guys back, which was kind of... Everyone knew they were probably coming back, but, like, just to have it confirmed means the Owls are back, hopefully for another Final Four run, because that was fun, but... Even even if they're not, like, they're still really good. Like if this this was not a fluke. Like we've said multiple times, like they, they didn't most win in college basketball. They just didn't walk, get lucky into the tournament
1: and go on a crazy run.
0: Like they 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 were actually that good.
1: Oh yeah, they they were those guys. And this is another example just I'll say quickly, not to just let. Like, like this is another example of a good this has been a good portal dead portal deadline draft deadline for college hoops generally like men's college hoops we talk about zach edie kind of you know the the face at the very top the figurehead of the p6 right but then father atlantic gets to put it back together like that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah, that,
0: that's that's amazing and yeah like you you could almost consider them a portal winner they didn't lose anyone
1: yeah well like, so it's funny you you talk about kentucky's inactivity and then like there was inactivity and in as far as what affected FAU, right? Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like you heard the stories, like everyone was trying to get in contact with these players and trying to poach them. And they did not let that happen. Did they're back in Boca Raton and this FAU team is still going to be very good. Like, yeah, like, like they were legit, like top 20 team much. or like, may- maybe not like a top four team, but like th- this wasn't a fluke. And they are like almost completely running it back. So. I I will be really excited to watch more of this team and uh, be excited. I know they have like a few good non-conference games now uh, on the schedule, obviously in a little bit of a weaker uh, American. So yes, interested to see how the owls and they also have to another aspect. They also have to like kind of ha- handle the pressure. Like, like who, who, no one really cared about them in the early season, but like all, all the eyes are going to be on them. So
1: all really? the, all the owl eyes. Sorry. I had yeah. to say it. all the, the beady out. I had to say, it. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'll let you, I'll let you take us on to the next, the next, the next topic.
0: But, but yeah, uh, Michigan state got AJ Hogart and Jaden Aikens back, which is huge. Like Michigan state is another team that is really contending uh, nationally. You could say like they, they're really deep. They got a good freshman class coming in. They return almost everyone of no, except for Joey Hauser who was out of eligibility but yeah, like this team is very good. Like Tom Izzo, he probably doesn't have many more years left. Let's see if he can get something done this year.
1: Oh yeah, Sparty, Sparty. I've I alluded to it earlier, and we didn't mention the the five stars. Xavier Booker is uh going to come in seventh in ESPN one hundred. Like it's 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 a it's a deadline draft deadline just adds to what projects to be. Yeah, not. I mean, not. I don't want to say like smooth sailing, but like I, in comparison to Big Blue, in comparison to the in-state rival, yes, it is. It does look much smoother. So, yeah, yeah, all of the above.
0: Yeah, and I'm also intrigued about their freshman Cohen Gar, who's like he's an athletic freak. Like, you you probably saw. Uh, I think there was a video of him dunking somewhere. Like he can he can jump. Like I don't know how good he actually is going to be skill wise, but like he he's going to find men's because of his athleticism. It's crazy. But, yeah, uh, Villanova, when we talked about him earlier, but um, all three of their transfers, uh, they're good. They're uh, better transfers. I mean, obviously, Lance Weirder did not enter the draft, but their other guys entered the draft, and they all came back, which um, the heart and bomb, I like, that, that was expected. But Tyler Burton, like I saw a few days ago, he was, like, leaning towards the pro route, and to get him, like, not to go that way and go to Villanova instead, like, and that's gotta be a winner. I mean can't do much better than that at
1: the last minute. Um At the buzzer, at the buzzer, got it done. Yes.
0: Um a few guys that were in the portal, um, I guess one of them still is in the portal. Uh Julian Phillips is not gonna be staying in the portal as he will be entering the NBA draft, whereas Arthur Kluma will be still in the portal and he withdrew from the NBA draft. His destination is unknown. We will touch on Columa a little bit later. So don't need to say anything more on him right now, but L- Illinois, Illinois got a big boost. They did not get Ray J who were, they were strongly in the running for, and they were to the presume favorite from day one, but they got Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins back. So that, that's still gotta be a win. Um, Hawkins is like big. Like I, I thought he was, I thought Shannon was going to come back and Hawkins was going to be gone. But the fact that they got both of them back, like, I mean, on paper, they could be pretty good. And on paper, they were good last year, too. And that was, that, that was, Illinois last year was it, was, it was something. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was something. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think they could, like, have a chance to be pretty good. And, like, Shannon's, like, like, these guys might have both gotten drafted. And the fact that they're both coming back, like, Illinois will be pretty good, I think
1: yeah yeah i you you t- you beat me to saying like i think you would have been pretty happy if you're an illinois fan to get one or two back so it's going two for two i mean I don't like don't wanna like n i l speculate again but like it's that's a, like another good that's another that's another pr- very productive I, I, productive is a strange word to call it because all you're, you're retaining it's just it's just good it's good to retain that uh talent and that continuity so yeah i i think that you you touched on the biggest thing my observation I had was not just one but both the both of them uh, getting back, getting the band back together or that portion of it anyway.
0: Yes, on the other end of the spectrum, UConn lost to Snogo and Andre Jackson. Um, Snogo was always kind of presumed gone, but Jackson was kind of on the fence, which uh definitely hurts UConn. Like, UConn still will be f- decent, but like, I'm not sold into being like that great next year. Like, I, I know well, they are yeah. running for Cam Spencer, who we will discuss, but like. We don't have him yet, like, and they're still in the running with some other pretty good teams. So, UConn might have yeah. start two freshmen. So,
1: o- always be cautious about defending national champions, too. So, and but uh, turning up to Sunogo, like, what what more did he have to accomplish? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, he, I, I think it's, I, I think that that uh, that's not something that was too out of the expected either. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to start playing like a violin for UConn either. Considering they got they have plenty of program momentum, the the Huskies will uh they'll they'll be just fine in the long run. So it, it, they this was a theme of the end of last season. Naturally, they reminded everybody of the blue blood status that they were. We we wanted to like forget about or like I don't know. I don't. Nobody was like actively trying to ignore that, but it it was it was a big reminder to us all. So even if yeah, I mean this it, this deadline did have the losses that you kind of could see coming for our national champion team though.
0: Mm-hmm. They they did get Trish Newton back um at, at the buzzer as well, which is um I mean, I'm not like I don't love Trish Newton, but he's like better than who they would have if they didn't come back. And he he's a solid all-around point guard. Like you you definitely are very happy with him back. Um Kobe Brown is staying in the draft. Yeah, uh, dis- despite being a lock to both Alabama and Arkansas, per their fans. So, but yeah, he he will not be returning to college. He will not be transferring. There was t- there was a ton of buzz about that 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 could be a possibility, but that's all it was. It was just buzz, not actual stuff that happened. So yeah, great career at Mizzou was really good this year, and yeah. Um, another player staying in the draft is Chase Adiz, and this might mean that Northwestern will not be as good because they did they, they get Boo Booey back a few weeks ago, but Adiz was the defensive anchor of the team and part of the reason. I mean, the reason why Northwestern was so good was their defense and uh, able, ability to win close games. Um, so yeah. And I just don't think, like, they brought in enough talents. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to make a tournament next year. Like, I, I could see this happening
1: in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the range of outcomes is wide. It gets wider when you lose all uh, these. A, it's a shame in the sense that Northwestern in close games is what, was one of the more, like, fun stories of this past season now. But, yeah, there's inevitably... There's gonna be roster turnover, and it comes in the form of all these the deadline here. But um, yeah, Bowie back is that's a plus. Like I, it's not all, it's not all, it's not all well for uh, the cats.
0: Mm Hmm. Um. Yeah. So those are the names that we uh were going to touch on for the draft deadline, mostly the ones that happen like at the deadline. Um. But yeah, there have also been some recent like transfers, recruits, that type of news that happened recently. So. Might as well touch on that. So the uh, most uh, notable one in terms of headlines is Caleb Love committing in Arizona. We obviously touched on this a little bit earlier, but now we can go more in depth on Love. Like, I don't know. I just don't know that he's a winning player. Like, I don't. He's not a winning player. Like, he like when he gets hot, he's really good. But like, that's not something that's sustainable. Like. I don't know. Did Arizona need to take him? Like,
1: I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I, I, okay. We kind of talked about this from the Arizona POV before. So I, I just want to say, like, I don't. I actually don't even have that much more to say about Love, other than I'm relieved for him, like the player, the person, because this had to be one of the most stressful times in his career to have the original commitment to Michigan. Like, now he had options, he had choices. Like, I'm not saying he was like completely without, but it had to be really a challenging time frame to. I mean, again, not that he didn't have like plenty of choices, but still, like the first plan A, you'd by what we know was Michigan, and the so like as to come out come, to come out of all that fallout and still wind up at like a really, um, I know Arizona like wasn't like at the top of the country last season, or anything, but no, like they, they were a two seed. They, they, I don't, but you think about how they finished. <laughs> so I'm just saying, there, like let's let's be real about that, like, but like all the same, but I'm talking about with love is he gets, he, the Michigan doesn't work. Michigan does not work out. And he still winds up at a, at a really esteemed program. So I'm happy for him for that. And he is going to get, he's going to get plenty of touches, right? Like, I just think the fit is there in terms of just, he's going to have, he's going to have ample touches. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm not sure if that's a great thing for Arizona. He's going to have a lot of touches, but
1: it's a good thing for him. I'm just, I'm completely <laughs> talking about this young man at this point. Like I'm just being, being, being straight up about that, but yeah, it, as far as the Arizona goes we'll, uh, well it'll be we'll be holding a microscope to it because it's not foolproof is what you're getting at and you're right
0: yeah it, it'll be something worth watching for sure i could see it going down a variety of ways and i i guess we'll just see because yeah like i mentioned earlier like he he's super talented um that just he just hasn't been a winning player especially the side season but yeah we'll, we'll just see what happens because yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch absolutely um another uh transfer that we touched on earlier in a little bit is uh ray j dennis the mac player of the year is headed to baylor um yeah this is another great pickup um somehow still a portal loser uh according to dan but (laughs) yeah I mean, Mac player of the year can really score the ball, solid passer, really fits in this Baylor uh group nice with some uh younger guys and should
1: be a good leader as well. Yep, yep, I concur. I do think that now Dennis, like it does feel like he has the weight of the work like, weight of the class on like the weight of the transfer class. Like he he saved the class. Like I guess again. I'll, I'll amend my st- like again taking a like a more balanced approach at it again has, this is all very authentic live debate like th- I'll call Baylor like they it tied it's like a transfer portal tie not a win or a loss like it tied but there's plenty in the future it like in in looking back on it the way the season goes Dennis could be first team all big 12 like, would it be would that be a surprise I don't think it'd be a surprise for a first team like bring it bring it some match into the big 12 like I know it's very crowded they're like every team has at least one like you can make a, 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 at least a stretch of an argument for. It. But I'm doing that just to give Dennis his fair credit while also saying, like, hey, like, it is interesting the fact that he is, like, the like the guy we're talking about that who's going to be the one guy turning around that that portal group.
0: Yeah, the one concern I might have with Dennis is that the last Toledo transfer who, like, one player a year and was the same, like, position was Marion Jackson who transferred to Arizona State and was was really nothing spectacular. I do trust Scott Drew's ability to like play with, uh, like mid major, low major transfers, especially at guard positions, but it's kind of something to be concerned about, especially when, uh, you're coming from a school like Toledo, who is like, ha- plays like no defense, so that that could be something to watch, um, see if he's just like really actually that good and can translate, but. I, I think he'll be pretty good. Um, a recruit that we t- are going to talk about that is not going to play in college basketball next year is Ron Holland, who was thought to be heading to Arkansas. So this is a this is a big blow for Arkansas, almost a bigger blow for Arkansas than this for Texas, because te- Texas knew he'd be gone for like a month, but Arkansas thought they'd be getting him for like a month. So... G League Ignite, they gave him some money. So he, he took the money. Um, so
1: Hey, uh, I'm yeah. not gonna criticize I'm not gonna criticize anybody for that. <laughs> no. Nope. It it's your health. It's your I mean talk about it comes out a lot more in football, but like it's your health. Like you don't every time you're on the floor, you're risking a knee injury for a player with who's five stars with this much quote upside. I'm like, heck. It the only t the only tear I shed is that we don't get to, you know. See him in the course of our regular season in our podcast discussions, but it was it was big news. And I, your point is the distinction between like the fact that he was a Texas signee, but really like who's who's it sting? Who does it sting for more? Like probably does sting for Moss more. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Ignite, I also generally have a positive thoughts on compared to like overtime elite. Like ignite will <laughs> yeah, actually they're not
1: all the same, are they? Like let's be, like... let's also
0: yeah. Ignite is a pretty solid pathway for. Uh, top recruits like him. Um, Supreme Cook, one of the best names in the country, is headed to Georgetown to play with Ed Cooley. Um, should slot in nice as their starting center. Um, yeah, he's a pretty solid big man, can rebound pretty well. Uh, Seton Hall, it seemed like you would maybe be going there, but he is not. He is going to georgetown very solid pickup
1: um yeah like really like it for the hoyas like even okay so you you gave the true exodus analysis here's my like offbeat thing like just to follow up on that supreme cook is gonna bring like i really do think he's gonna bring some kind of swag like ed cooley important for georgetown at the very top like the 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 let him cook edits the highlight edits of him at georgetown is gonna bring a whole new like layer of fun to a program that hasn't had a lot of fun so i'm just gonna throw that out there like let's let's acknowledge the fact that the let let him cook. See, like that nil, that nil trademark. I don't even get a trademark on that, or if that applies to some existing pro player or something. But that, that would be that would be special.
0: They, they got to get something going like that. It's it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Um, but yeah, Elliot Cadeau is reclassifying to the twenty twenty three class and staying with his commitment to North Carolina, obviously. And this is this is big for the Tar Heels because. Like, before him, they were going to be playing R.J. Davis, that point guard, who was, like, solid, but him off the ball would probably be better, in my opinion. And, yeah, like, um, one thing is that reclass point guards have been, like, kind of bad. Like, you talk about, like, Christian Lander and Devin Askew, but but Cadeau is—Cadeau will be 19 by when the season starts. So, like, he is basically just reclassifying into what he should be, and, like, I, I think he's actually, like, really good so I don't really have any issues here I think he will be a serviceable starting point guard for North Carolina and definitely makes him a little better for next year
1: yeah it all adds up as far as his own timeline and his in his age and what what year he get into to fit that that sequence and yeah I love the way it fits into the existing roster like kind of maximi better maximizing the existing I mean you alluded to it better maximizing the existing existing guys. so that's, like, one of the more underrated, like, we didn't bring it up in terms of winners, losers, but, like, just, and again, that was a matter of transfers, but just playing the, it right, making the right mixes and matches in terms of years and positions, uh, UNC gets it done with, with Elliott. Yes. Uh,
0: Ernest Uday has committed to TCU, uh, was once thought to be a Duke lock. He is going to be a Horned Frog next year, and, yeah, this is a pretty solid gift for TCU. He's a we didn't see much from him at Kansas, but also Kansas was a one seed, and he's like a former McDonald's All American. Yeah, he's big rim protector, pretty athletic. I I think I think he'll be uh good at TCU when he can actually like play a little bit more and get to show off what yeah. he can do.
1: Yeah, and I I don't like it. It would Duke really have made sense, that much sense for him, like Philipowski's uh,
0: I, I think so because they don't really have like a five. Like Philipowski will probably end up playing to five, but I think he's more of a four. Yeah, so and you think I think he
1: probably could have. Ernest yeah. could have probably bumped him still in the end.
0: They, they need someone to replace lively, who they still don't have. I think they're right. probably going to have to roll Philipowski at the uh, five. But mm. yeah. So, um, Damien Collins to LSU. I mean. I guess we kind of touched on this earlier, just has potential. A great athlete didn't really do much at uh, Kentucky. So yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Ole Miss got some guys in Alan Flanagan and Jalen Murray. Flanagan, Flanagan's a really good pickup. I mean, he's obviously following his dad. So not much of a surprise that he ended up at Ole Miss, but like, yeah, that's a good pickup. Like he's a, Plus SEC starter, Murray, Mur Murray, Murray can score. Um, I think he's a. I mean, there are worse guys that you could have off the bench for just some quick scoring when you need some. So I, I I like this uh, too late get today assembled.
1: And, and how about with- how about Murray going from St. Peter's to Ole Miss like that like that that whole that. I'm just picturing that, like, if for, if nobody's been to St. Peter's, I have not been to St. Peter's, but, like, people became aware, like, what it looks like, like, the gym and all. Just think about, again, this is not on the court observation, but I'm just quickly, like, just adding some, like, just thinking about from Jalen Murray's perspective, like, he has to be, his whole cultural shift is going to be crazy yeah. going from Jersey, like kind of that that North Jersey kind of area and the resources there did the Grove and like Ole Miss and that this first fall at Ole Miss he's probably gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm sure so anyhow no I mean that seriously Like it'll be fun the yeah. Grove is cool so um but no yeah it's uh kind of cool to see Chris Beard we talked a lot about Beard and like now he's kind of I'm interested to see how like this is one example I'll be keeping tabs on like how it goes for him in his uh next go-around at, because uh, there's been a lot that's changed since we first discussed his like status with what what uh, fell fell out of Texas?
0: Yeah, yeah. O- Ole Miss, I think will just be kind of good because he's there. Like I, I, like what happened off the court aside. Like he is a really good coach, so Ole Miss will find a way to be at least like decent. Um, Jesse Zarzuela committed to Oregon, and this is just what happens when you're one of the last decent guys in the portal. I don't think he's. That great. I mean, I I think he's good, but like, do I think he's a Oregon caliber player? Probably not. Um, he can score the ball, not super efficient, but yeah, like, um, another player that could be good for some bench scoring, like, can score in bunches.
1: A good option, definitely a good option. Like, hard to sneeze at that, and if he can get the, if he can get his field goal percentage over 40 percent that would probably like it's just kind of it's just it hasn't quite even knocked on the door of that so like that would probably be like one of those benchmarks you can watch for with oregon
0: yeah um yeah i mean i don't think you'll play a ton but yeah he, he can be a spark off the bench um and considering who was left like well i like, guess you so take in,
1: in the minutes he does get like he, curious like will he just be more efficient with the time he does have with the ducks like it it, it will be that'll be what, we're, what we what we're counting on
0: Yes. um, Jeremiah Williams stay committed to Illinois from Iowa State. He did not play at Iowa State due to an Achilles injury. Always kind of interesting to see how players come back from that, but, like, I don't even know, like, if, if he's healthy, like, gives him a solid, like, point guard option, at least, like... Yeah. Um yeah, he he's like a true point guard and Illinois really doesn't have like true point guards on their roster necessarily. So if he can be healthy, he can give him some solid minutes, I think. Um yeah. Uh moving on to who's left in the portal and a few of them uh released their cut list and also some of the schools kind of mentioned with them. So the first one we want to talk about is Zion Poland, who uh is down to Gonzaga, Michigan, Florida, Xavier, and LSU. Um, yeah, he can. He's a good point guard from UC Riverside. Um, yeah. So, uh, wh- where do you where do you think Poland should go? Let's do like, where do you think where do we think these transfers should go?
1: Yeah. So, pardon me. I feel like I have a. Fi- worst time like felt like I had a sneeze coming on this is like again this is all live I thought I was gonna okay I'm good (laughs) so anyway I was just getting I was getting choked up because Zion Pullen is like getting me emotional he's such a good player still on the board um yeah so I think Florida would be a good spot like just mutually I think that'd be mutually beneficial I mean all these Xavier LSU are kind of up there for me too but like the need the need is so stark at Michigan too like as we discussed so like but he he, would he where would he be best off? Uh, it's to me for me it's kind of a coin toss between. Like I just think he could he could be walking into a good situation at Xavier, but I I mean I like Florida the most slightly. Yeah,
0: so. I I like Florida as well. I think he has minutes there and can be in a really good team. Xavier, I think they already have enough guards. Um, I also think LSU has enough guards. Gonzaga could be one to watch. Because they lost Malachi Smith-, Smith to the draft yesterday, so they have a spot,
1: and that Michigan. could make sense regionally too, going from UCR to Gonzaga. That could make sense if he, yeah. if he, if that's something that really matters to him. But
0: yep. yeah, I mean, Michigan also has spots, but they supposedly don't have nil money, and I don't know who would really want to walk into Michigan where you have better opportunities next year. Like, yeah, um. Moving on to our next transfer, Mike Sheriff Jamps, known as Mongolian Mike, the first uh, D1 Mongolian athlete, which is pretty cool. But yeah, he was a date in his past year and released his top five recently of Indiana, San Francisco, Pitt, Nebraska, and Memphis. Who do you see as the best fit for Mongolian Mike?
1: Good question. Good question. It's this one. I'm not as certain of because it's a great lineup for him. I like just thinking about Dayton to Indiana, like that, that feels like that's, that makes so much, that makes sense, like just in abstract sense. Um, But I don't know that. I mean, Indiana is also just the best team. Like San Fran is always, always a team that's like very, very much in the, in the thick of it in its conference, but. I'm gonna stick with Indiana just because I don't know if it's necessarily like it absolutely clicks. I mean, you might you might think it does, but I I'm gonna I and when in doubt, I'm gonna go with the best the best team. And I just think I I just like Dayton like I like going from flyer to Hoosier. But well, I I am I'm iffy on this one. Unless you can't tell him, I'm iffy on it because I he's great. He's a great story too. So it's almost like in some ways, like in a selfish sense, it's a bummer he didn't have like one storybook start to finish college career story but that's not always as realistic right like that's not always realistic and it's no slight to him he's got great tra- options to his credit so but in the end i'll, I'll choose india
0: yeah my pick would probably be pit for Mongolian mike i think they just have the most to offer they only have two other point guards on a roster neither have played a college game uh with uh incoming freshman jalan low and dior johnson who's i yeah i don't think he needs any introductions but yeah, I think he could contribute right away. I think they could actually be pretty good with him with Henson uh, returning, um, got some other decent transfers. So, yeah, I-, I think that would be a fun one if he were to go to Pitt. Um, let's see who else do we have. We have Arthur Kluma, who – and the rest of these are not official cut lists as the first two were – but these are kind of lists. Like, well, this these the schools are considering this player. Uh, so Arthur Kaluma has been linked with Alabama, Texas, Texas Tech, and Kentucky. Um, I think, uh, my pick for him would be Alabama because they need front court guys. Like, and I think he could benefit with being in a system that just like, I th- I think like Alabama just. Loves to run and I don't know. Klum is like clum is an interest, interesting player. Like he he's pretty he's solidly talented, but like when he starts dribbling, it that's a disaster. Like n- nothing good ever happens from that. But uh, Alabama just needs guys in the front court. There's minutes for him, and they have a good back court. So um, yeah,
1: yeah, that was gonna you, you took that was gonna be my pick. Like just straight up, it was gonna be my pick um it like Kentucky so like, I elsewhere in the SEC like I do I did give thought to Kentucky because like they're all, all over the place There are kind of yeah. uh, vacancies there as we've kind of beaten that horse so I think it goes to those two so if I need to be different I would go toward big blue but I did justify Indiana a bit in my previous pick for for Mike Mongolian Mike uh I with like just Walking into a winning situation. You keep talking about winning players. Like, I for me, like if I'm matchmaking some of these transfers, like while you do want to look out for yourself, like also good to consider winning situations. So that'd be the case with Alabama for sure. But um yeah, I think Alabama and uh Kentucky are kind of the the combo there for me.
0: Yeah, we have Grant Nelson who has been linked with Alabama, Baylor, Florida State, and Iowa. Um, I'm honestly Personally, on Grant Nelson, I'm not, like, super high on him as a player. Like, I think he's a great Summit League player, but, like, like pe- people hype him up way too much because of his highlights. Like, he's he's not going to be able to dominate power conference bigs the way he does to, like, Summit League bigs. where like, they don't play defense in the Summit League. Like, I mean, obviously, with his size and athleticism, he's going to do that. But, like, I, I just don't think that all that stuff translates but I still think he's a solid player. And I mean, it's hard not to say Alabama again, because I mean, it's not, I'm not like, it's not a given they're getting clue much because I say they are. So they could use him. Um, I mean, all these schools could use him. Honestly, maybe Florida
1: state. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, wherever... Florida state has arguably the greatest need. Uh, yes. yes. I, it's, Arkansas didn't. This is, is this an official? Remind me, I'm sorry, this official. Do we already have official final cut for him?
0: No, this is just the speculative, like what's okay. kind of been.
1: Cause like play style wise, you could like argue Arkansas to like run yeah, the floor well, like that. Arkansas was linked to him,
0: but I think they're not like really going after him anymore from what yeah, I
1: hear. The situation's changed for Arkansas, dude, it's based on what like what's what's come in prior to the deadline, draft deadline yeah. by way of the portal for Arkansas. So, um, this is this is tricky too like ba- Baylor you included Baylor in this on our in our notes here like that how much is Baylor like how much does the Baylor equation change for Grant Nelson now that Dennis is there that's that's hard to figure like i'm I'm not totally sure like do, do, should that be a combination? like I'm asking you like should that be like a combination like do you think that that would be a combo that works at at Baylor if you added Grant Nelson to the Bears?
0: I don't know I don't trying to think of who they have in the front court they have jalen bridges who's more of like a three four um i mean that that could work um i don't know i don't know i think i like florida state the best yeah
1: yeah Um, what's what's good one thing i do know about ndsu there's, again, this is going to be off topic for like 30 seconds. North Dakota State can recruit Florida on the football side. So there's some familiar, uh, there's there got to be plenty of people at NDSU who are familiar with spots in Florida. There's got to be some ties there. So if Grant Nelson goes to Florida State, I guarantee you he won't be, he won't be like totally without like a contact or any, like obviously FSU be welcoming with open arms. But all I'm saying is just tossing it out there. It's not as random a pipeline as you would think. It's like that tie between Fargo, North Dakota, and the state of Florida. It's just it's just something that's been built in the athletic department there, I feel like. So maybe I'm over maybe I've overstating it. But it would be kind of funny if we see him in a good way. Like it would be I think basketball wise, they FSU needs him more than more than he needs them. I mean that's the kind of how it is with any player who's particularly in demand. And you have a school who struggled on the court who's in the mix with a bunch of other teams that have been actually been far more far more uh successful on the floor. But yeah, Nelson, that's one I'm glad you listed him. It's one of my favorites because of course was a mid-major guy thought maybe he'd go to the draft and yeah very recently we learned that now we can research our focus he
0: he was kind of bad at the combine honestly so not
1: yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't want to bring that up yeah he really got out after all this time it's true though big picture wise yeah that's something to think about too is maybe we could kind of read those tea leaves from the combine
0: yeah um cam spencer um he's uh had visits scheduled uh Miami, I think he took to Miami one already. UConn, Oklahoma, and UCLA. I, I like UConn because UConn, like Yukon needs him. I mean, I don't know if they like need need him, but they kind of do need him. Um, because he just like fits perfectly, like into a gap that they need, basically. So uh, my my pick would be UConn, but UCLA I would also not have a problem with.
1: Yeah, the when you, when you look back to like the initial entry to the portal by Spencer, it were we were there reports that verified that supposedly nil money was like the motivating factor in his decision to leave the program. Yes, like, I believe that did come out. Okay, so now I'm like trying to think about like what's realistic, like which of the I guess it's and how I mean, do you like compare t- like at this point like, like Miami, UConn, schools. Oklahoma, UCLA, all those are going to be fine, like Miami <laughs> especially, right? Has an but NIL like factor. he's taking
0: visits like these aren't just like who reached out like your schools that he's visiting so he has to be at least like okay with them on a service level with like what he's going to get there right if he's taking his time if
1: he him. if he if he were if he's that supremely motivated by nil then I, my prediction would just be miami right? yeah but <laughs> I'm, i
0: mean i don't <laughs> there's probably some other stuff involved i'm not, say,
1: I'm not saying that's not Nobody's going to the portal, like realistically, like you're leaving. You're a student, and you're going from one school to another. Nobody's doing it for just one reason, but like.
0: Miami if, does – If there's
1: one that's being reported on more than others, and then that re, that one that's being reported on more than others is nil. Then I I think nil. I think Miami. Like not, and I'm not not trying to like that's a that's not a bad thing about Miami per se, just based on how our how our setup in the college athletics landscape is right now. But I mean, I yeah, but I to the, the
0: final four. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we can actually talk about on the court too, rather than just this nil sphere, like. Miami Miami's got a good thing going um but so does UConn and your your choice of UConn I love because UConn we just talked about losing Sunogo and the, and the list goes on and so Spencer yeah Spencer would, would and that makes sense again I love like regional transfers too like there's something about it like Rutgers the UConn that makes sense like that fits really neatly in my head so um but I my pick is Miami like at this point my pick is Miami but we'll see we'll see how it We'll see. That's not. I. I am hardly your top P six crystal ball, but I. I, I did put some thought into it. All
0: right. Um. We have Olivier Nakama, who also uh withdrew from the draft and is doing the through the portal stuff. Uh. The schools. I think he visited, or at least like has been strongly linked to all these schools. Uh. K State, Michigan, Baylor, Memphis, and West Virginia. Um. I. Th- I think I kind of like Kansas state, maybe Baylor. Like, I think that's just a, in where, where he is needed. Um,
1: yeah. Do you
0: have any, where, uh, where he's needed?
1: Uh, you, could say, you could say Michigan about that for anything. Yeah,
0: I don't want, I don't want anyone to go to Michigan. No, that's I'm just uh, that's just a dumpster fire.
1: You're needed in Michigan, Austin. You are needed. I'm going to contact. I'm going to call Juwan right now. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, okay. But so, okay. If you're taking that slant, like, K State, I'll recommend K State to anybody. After, like, with obviously a coach of the year, like, I recommend K State to anybody. Uh, and then, what? The only reason I would like, I guess, obviously, like, I'm thinking, I'm predicting you like straight away from West Virginia for this pick, just because that kind of feels like a full house at this point. Like,
0: yeah, like he would probably come off the bench.
1: So yeah, what, what like... more? What more can be offered there to a prospective transfer at this point?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think path of least resistance. Path of least resistance to like possible PT would be between like Michigan and well I guess no Michigan would just be it because especially with Baylor we again we brought up Baylor had a big addition just today so yeah, yeah I
0: think yeah. you would still see a lot of mint at Baylor though I mean yeah. it's a different well, position so right
1: Baylor our 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 transfer portal tie team Baylor my my friend my tie team Baylor
0: yeah yeah we well, um, also have
1: one last yes. one last uh top transfer remaining in the portal you want to uh to, to get into here
0: we do and it is david jones of st johns uh who is considering kentucky memphis xavier yukon and arkansas i think memphis maybe but i could also see kentucky just because kentucky needs guys like i mean yeah i mean May- jones is a little bit inefficient maybe not the best like team guy but He's also kind of a bucket, so I don't know. He just he already visited Memphis. I believe he's visiting Xavier today, but like Xavier, like I don't know if that's the best fit for him with everyone they already have. So I would like to see him at Memphis.
1: I'd like to see him at Kentucky. Yeah, I'd like to see him at Kentucky because it's about time. It well, okay. Maybe this isn't maybe I'm answering the question in a different way, but rather than like from a player POV, but it's about time Kentucky got. Got got like this is I just have a feeling this is gonna be one of the players Kentucky winds up with that we like who you were like pleading for like let's see let's see it let's yeah. see it in action like I think the wheels are gonna turn finally for Kentucky when it comes to They're
0: Jones probably I... gonna get either Jones
1: Kluema or both yeah some some combination or yeah or can they sweep can they sweep that would be I think, that I would think be another could. one of our turnaround one of those portal turnarounds
0: mm. yeah still not sure if I'd love them even with those. I mean no mm. they, they need Reeves to come back. They need you're Reeves a to come back. First class
1: Kentucky skeptic. You like you're you're like undefeated. With it. No, but like I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just like you are like dedicated to that like yeah, probing yeah with a mean, fine to
0: come. I mean right right now there's nothing to be like yeah. super yeah. hyped up about with it. Right
1: right. No, I think you're keeping a real perspective on it. Like I'm poking I'm pulling your leg, but like it's like it you're keeping a real perspective on it, which is there's not there's not a lot in the existing coverage. So Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe David Jones is on the way, but I mean, it. Kentucky is competing against like really good other good options, like UConn. That makes sense. Like staying in the conference, like that makes sense. It's, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. But I. I think it could yeah. be it could be Kentucky in the end.
0: UConn could use him positionally as well, so that would, not be a terrible, fit. But yeah, um, now we're gonna just talk about like a few teams to give like a really short like summary of like where where we think these teams are like after after draft deadline after the portal is basically washed up um and texas where do you think texas is like right now like how how do you think they look
1: uh, you know we the texas i I passed over texas for tennessee when we were doing our our winners in the in the draft, which was gosh, I'm trying to wrap back. Well, I was all the way to the beginning of this episode. Um, but when I look at Texas, I think I'm going to like, hold out. Like, again, it's like first part of the segment. Let me just like deflect the question, but like you're going into, we talked about the coaching hire, you know, coming after the um, Chris Beard era, you know, you get Rodney Terry. Like I kind of want to stand pat, see how it goes with Terry. They, they, they didn't like. I don't think they Texas lost like really. There would no, they lost uh, a former hey, interview mine Rowan Brumball, but like I don't really think like I have to mention Rowan when I talk about Texas. But like, I don't think well, that's gonna. I don't think their losses are gonna be. They, too, they lost they some old guys, success, though. but it, the Big Twelve. It's not. It's not my favorite Big Twelve roster either. Like it's just kind of like like
0: Smith is really good, but like. Their other transfers, like, Shredder, was, like, good at Virginia, but probably going to be an off-the-court issue because he didn't get benched for playing bad at Virginia. And their other two transfers are, like, just like, okay. I I like the guy from UT Arlington, but I don't know if I like him necessarily Mm -hmm. at uh, Texas, Shandall Weaver. Might have been a little bit big of a step up. And their two recruits decommitted, so... This team will probably take them as far as Asmus does, I think. And, 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 Tyrese, and that, I'll Tyrese sign up for that. Good. I'll
1: sign up for that any night of the week because I, I'll, 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 be, I'll be a believer He's in him, good. like as a player. But it's a lot. It's gonna be a lot to, a lot to ask from the Big Twelve night in, night out. He's good.
0: Okay. How, how about Marquette? They, uh, they did lose Omax Prosper, to the draft, but they got everyone back, at, at a few solid freshmen. No transfers. So how how much are you still like buying this team?
1: Well, I've got to recall. I'm trying to refresh my memory. How high was Marquette in year? Way too early. I think I had him one. Yeah, I was gonna say like couldn't have been higher than one, right? Like could good, not good. have been. So they they probably like they should probably stay top five for me right now. I mean, you could have teams creeping up on Marquette at this point based on the updates we've had to the. The portal and the and the draft deadline. How how, right? how how big of a loss do
0: how how big of a loss do you think Prosper is?
1: It's it's going to be meaningful. It's going to be meaningful. Like I, it's hard, but the fact that it like it, the fact that I was the sole like starter that you really are seeing head out the door. Like Colex back the overall like shaka bringing back a majority of starters i'm gonna ride with more times than not like i just think that's that's key and marquette like is it fair to say over like there was a bit of overachieving going on too right like i guess they could be a regression candidate if you like are a glass half empty kind of guy but i'd say it's there could be there's also the flip side of that is it's onward and upward for them at this rate now they won't be sneaking up on as many teams early in the season by any stretch but um yeah i i'm I think I think it's I think you can still make a fine case that they they stay in the top 5 of a preseason throughout the summer at least the yeah. way the way it stacks up now.
0: Yeah, Shaka can shocking can really develop as well. And yeah, now moving on to UCLA, uh the, they have like they're just getting all the international guys because they have uh Ivo Samovic who is like the the internet the best international recruiter. He was the one who got like Santi Aldama to Loyola Maryland. He had uh, Philip Petrusev committed to Hartford uh, for a point in time, so that's pretty notable. But yeah, so he's getting all these like international guys. Um, I know they're supposed to get uh, a guy, a Day Mara, who's supposed to be like the best out of the bunch. But like, I'm I don't love what UCLA has really right now. Like it, it's solid, but like nothing that's blowing me away.
1: It's not stacking up to USC. It isn't like Isaiah Collier, Bronny this does not end a couple, you know, off the top. Uh, so yeah, I think I talk about Michigan, Michigan state in a combination many times, like UCLA, to UFC, to be. UCLA, like it, it, UCLA, UCLA is going to like, just have a hard time with the Los Angeles times headlines. Like it's all, it's going to be all USC. Like, and I, I talk about those too. I'm like, Hey, yeah, they, they deserve analysis on their own, like in, independently, but they're going to the big 10 together too. Like these, they're, they're at the hip to me. So uh yeah I think especially when you look at UCLA through the lens of USC like I'm kind of tempered a little bit as far as the expectations go because I know I'm going to wind up watching more of USC and this is like to be honest yeah
0: I mean U- UCLA is still going to be like good though like Michigan might just be terrible
1: like yeah, I think the, it's U- not it's a comparison in terms of the rivalry and the, the in-state and all that or in-city for these two USC and UCLA yeah it, it, that's not to say UCLA is in such a position as Michigan but it's yeah, it's it's probably honestly when I talk about USC, it could make UCLA through no fault of its own a bit of a more of a sleeper than it should be, which could be interesting.
0: Yes. Um Kansas. Uh do you have Kansas one right now in your
1: rankings? If Kansas isn't one, like who would you put at one who isn't Kansas? Like I, I think it probably would be Kansas. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it would be Kansas. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, well, when you look at who they have, they have Dewan Harris, who's just like a yep. great, like, pass first point guard. Like, you, you compare, you have him playing with Hunter Dickinson. That's a great match. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Kevin McCullough back at like the three. You got KJ Adams still. Kevin McCullough back was huge. Like, I thought he was going to be gone, but then he's just like, well, I'm back. Like, I did not <laughs> see that coming. And Kansas was probably maybe number one going into that. And they, for sure we're after. You got Morris and Timberlake at the shooting guard and like this is really good. This is a really good team.
1: Yeah, I well I we'll probably even hold off till we get to the, the end of the episode here with the uh top five teams too. Like I know you're foreign one, one that's on the agenda, so I'll even yes dash it for Kansas. But we 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 are kind of teasing there being possible number one spot.
0: Yes. Uh Yukon, we kind of already talked about UConn and the fact that they might not be like that great they lost a lot of guys they didn't they didn't get anyone from a portal yet maybe Spencer um Stefan Castle was a really highly regarded freshman but like and I think Klingon could do what Snogo did like he could be really good but I, I still like UConn but they're not they're not like a top five to ten team
1: for me anymore hmm I like not not in the top ten anymore too like they're yeah. still good, but yeah, yeah i I wouldn't rule them out like rule out late in the summer, like Yukon like climbing back in the top ten, partially just based on benefit of doubt of defending champion. and like as soon as Yukon makes maybe a pickup with some of the available transfers we talked about a minute ago the the kind of the temperature we have on Yukon could change, but yeah i I think I think that could be I still think could be back in top ten. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too heavily swayed by my East Coast neighbor or by the recent title. Like all of the above could be at play, worth acknowledging. But no, I think, yeah, I I think that's fair. I think especially like just when you look at a certain ascending teams too, like Mar- to, well Marquette's in in the top five mix. I saw think. We talk about Kansas ascending, Michigan State ascending. Like the, there's only so much room to stay in the to cling to a top ten spot if you're not like making as many moves. Yes,
0: um, Arizona. We already kind of touched on them quite a bit with the Caleb Bluff stuff, but they they should be a solid team. I mean, you have Omar Bell, who's really dominant inside, coming back. Kylan Boswell could be a, definitely will be a breakout guy. Yeah, so I think I think this team is solidly built to compete with USC atop the Pac twelve. I mean, I mean, we already talked about them enough. That's just all I have to say on Arizona. Um, moving forward to Cincinnati, who Loki kind of has some like talent, like they could be solid. Um, they obviously got Aziz Bendego, uh, the other week, and that's going to be really interesting to see if he's eligible or not, because he he's he was like pushing the mental health, uh, for like he was pushing like that's why he entered the portal. So if he doesn't get a waiver for mental health, then. I wouldn't think anyone would. So, but besides him, I mean, like they have a, they had decent portal class with like, uh, Lukosius. They also got Jameel Reynolds, who's another center. They they have they have like four centers. Like, they have uh, obviously those two of uh, Victor Locken and, um, Odie Oguama, Like. <laughs> Send, just send one of those guys to team team who needs a center. Like, 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 Mizzou needs a center. I, I actually saw they had Connor Manover visiting yesterday, I think. But, like, did just like, send, like, Odio Guama to Missouri and get, like, uh, Kurt Lewis in return? Like, who, who says no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, set up, set up the trade, set up, set up the old, the old college, college trade. could <laughs> that, that. I'm sure in a perfect world, in a perfect world that wet, yeah, that you do see two winners coming out of that, but yeah, no, Wes Miller, this is, it's his team now, right? So like, I there's momentum here. You Cincinnati's, what are they? I saw a headline recently. That they're wearing Jordan brand now. They're, are they, are they, 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 yeah, the whole athletic department switched to a, a Nike Jordan accommodation. So they're, okay. you know, look, look good, feel good, play good. They're rocking Jordan in practice. And uh, yeah, so it's, um, yeah i think your observations are, are good and, and it is kind of a situation where we we wait we wait for that waiver because you would figure that will be will that will be granted but i hate to forecast the nca and forecasting nca decisions is probably probably a fool's errand for this podcast and for most others so <laughs> but yes yes in in all cincinnati has momentum
0: yes um Alabama, they do not really have a front court right now. Their back court is amazing. You got uh Mark Sears, Aaron Estrada, Latrell Wrightsell, so, um Rylan Griffin, but you their front court. The only players like in like that are like forwards slash bigs are Nick Pringle, uh Sam Walters, and Mohamed Diabate. Like, and none of them are really proven. Uh, obviously, um. Uh, Walters and Diabate are freshmen. Pringle like didn't really play. I kind of like Pringle, but like he didn't play that much. Like, there's no guarantee that he's. I mean, I, I mean, I think he'll be solid, but like, is he like you like? Nah. They they really got hurt with Bidiaco staying in the draft because he's. I don't know why. I don't know why he stayed in the draft because I don't think he's an NBA player. Like he's just like yeah, could have used like, another year. He's he's a defensive anchor, like that's what he was his Alabama team, and I don't think his skills really translate. Like he, he's he's athletic. He's like I don't know. He he would have been much better off, in my opinion, staying at Alabama. So how they they need a forward.
1: They need to. They forwards. do. They do just to like for the balance of the roster and just when you're on the floor that competitive balance. I I still still top fifteen. I mean, or it could be even if you're just outside the top fifteen as it stands now, can still. Can still work your way back in, like Alabama should still be active, right? Like we talked about Alabama being linked to Grant Nelson, like that, or like in the mix, expectatively. That's that wouldn't fix that wouldn't fix your, your forward spot. Though. I mean, you you look toward more toward Kaluma for that, but I yeah, Alabama had such a good like I know there was again we bring up off the floor there was a whole distraction, but like okay back on the floor, and Alabama was so, Alabama was great last season, and of course like. The guard—it's a guard's game, right? Like, if we're being honest, like not to beat around the bush, but like I think if you're going to be strong at one singular position, like may as well like that's a great place to start. Like where they are, this, the the backcourt looks yeah. really good, and uh, you, Astra, you I'm need, so You need some Strata forwards, because I've I've watched Estrada in person so many times, and I can I'm just so so thrilled to watch him on watch him on uh, national uh, p6 uh, coverage because he's he's gonna he's, he's 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 gonna follow through. He'll he'll be he'll be worth the price admission.
0: Yeah, their backcourt is amazing. They also got JQ back yesterday, but you need some forwards. You can't. Yeah, just I, mean, I don't want to minimize it. Players.
1: Like, you, it's not like you can get away with just being barren there. But I don't think they. W- I don't think when it's all said and done, I don't think when it's all said and done, they will be like that's that's a big difference for me. I I I think I think they're gonna rectify it.
0: Yeah. Um. Another school that I really like is Xavier. I think they're just really good all over. You obviously have the uh, Conference USA backcourt of. Dave Young McKnight and Quincy Oliveri. I mean, Soleil Boom was really good last year. So I think they're trying to go down that path. They also had a Conference USA center in Abu Uzman, who's like the perfect complement with Zach Fremantle. They also have like Drum Hunter coming back, who was he, he was probably going to be, their, he's probably going to be their sixth man this year, but he's, he's like really, he was really good last year. Um, had a kind of a breakout year for him. Um, you got some guys coming back like Desmond Claude, who I like I really like their incoming freshman point guard Trey Green um so yeah I I just really like where his team is and I I think I like them a lot more than I've seen a lot of people um saying so yeah uh, Xavier's team that I really like for next season
1: yeah a big part of it is they were certainly in the picture for a winner in our transfer for transfer in our uh transfer discussion winners and losers so it and I I do who you you who I don't believe I discussed it. I considered picking them, but I'm losing track already. We we didn't end up picking them, but they were they were easily in that they were easily yeah. in the mix. Like they, it's they certainly were worthy of their recognition and for all the reasons you just described. And uh, I feel like it's a t- I feel like it's a team that can get lost in the in the Biggie shuffle sometimes. Like uh, UConn's defending champion of the country and everything, but Xavier. Like, I don't think we'd be surprised if they finished on the top of the... Like, I know Marquette we talked about lagged about, but it, they're going to be right there. Creighton, Xavier, Marquette. Like, that Xavier's with the all it's not What's the, Villanova? With Villanova on the come up with Burton? Like, it's not like... It's going to be crowded at the top, but Xavier should stay, like, in that... Like, they should be a top-three seed in the Big East tournament, unless I'm missing out. like I mean,
0: I, like, the Big East is so good. Like, they could be, like, a top, like, 15-20 team and not be in the top three in the Big East.
1: Yeah, so it's not mutually exclusive. That's a good point to make. It's like, look, like we talk about the Big Twelve that kind of way. The Big East can stack up similarly with the depth of nationally ranked teams, and you can. There's only so many rooms. There's only so much room to be, have a favorable conference tournament spot. But yeah, I, Xavier is going to be I, like. Think about the city of Cincinnati. Xavier and UC both like. We're, they're getting. They're getting optimistic looks here in our discussion. So that that that's got that's got to say something about uh. If you're in the Cincinnati area, you should have some good college basketball to watch. It's what it's what I'm getting right.
0: Yes. Maybe, maybe some Northern Kentucky, uh, action in too.
1: Oh yes. That, they're not far. I learned that I was in Kentucky, uh, Kentucky. Well, I was, I was in Cincinnati the other summer and yeah, they're, they're very close. Easy driver. I recommend it. Pretty good drive to a nice arena at NKU just to put that out there.
0: Yes. Um, Baylor. I mean, we already kind of touched on them a lot, but like, yeah, I think they should be good. I, they have some good freshmen coming in and you paired out with obviously Ray J. Um, else do they have back I'm trying to think of who they even have. I mean they lost flag they lost car they have um who do they have back? I'm trying to I'm trying to think because I'm just blanking right now. Um Baylor, Baylor. Um I mean they're really
1: in a lot of ways it's kind of starting they started early.
0: Yeah. Jalen Bridges. Um yeah yeah, they really have a lot of incoming guys. They have Langston Love, who maybe could uh, be in for a bigger impact. Yeah, I just... I don't know what I think about this team. It's a lot of, like... I think there could be a very wide range of outcomes, but I also really like Scott Drew, obviously. I like some of these guys that they have in their team. I sort of like Josh Wuna for a little bit of breakout year, so...
1: Yeah, I, I'm
0: still kind of cautious, but I think this team will be decent.
1: Yeah, Ray J changed everything, probably solidified more like top 20 vibes for him. And yeah, I, the Big 12 is such a such a, such a crap shoot, but like in a positive way, like I said, in a great, like as far as, again, praising the league. Uh, yeah, the Dennis takes some a lot of like pressure off of Jaden Nunn, the VCU transfer, like Again, like John Nunn, like isn't known for the op. Like again, he wasn't known for the offensive side to begin with. But like, other than like the three point side, uh, but th- adding Dennis totally changes the complexion. So yes. it's that again. We probably talked back to that many times. But that's really the headline here for Baylor, right? Like it, there's still a lot of uncertainty, but at least you have like a headliner guy. You can this is this is going to be this is going to be the face of the new the new the new the new stage in Baylor basketball.
0: Yes, Arkansas is a school we also kind of touched on a little bit earlier. But, yeah, like, I don't know if I love this team, like, but I do love Mus. So, it's kind of, like, a little conflicting in that way. Um, Yeah, did they, they, they get Devo Davis back yesterday? They did lose Jordan Walsh, which would have been huge to have back. But, yeah, I... I think muscle will make them like good by March.
1: They might not be good right away as we've seen yeah. what happened with Arkansas the past mm-hmm. few years. Yeah, that's a good and distinction. Like, right. Like as we're, we're thinking about these preseason rankings, like, well, they're not as projective, right? Like if we were totally projective, we'd say, how, how good will you be by the end of February going into March? And like, <laughs> then you really would be thinking about coaching probably a lot more too. And we'd go back to Muss and all the above. So yeah, I, Arkansas, I like there's you can only squeeze so many Big Twelve teams into a top twenty-five, like realistically, but um it yeah, by the end over the course of the season, they'll be right there. They'll be right there. It won't it won't come as any surprise. Even, like I know Baylor probably starts ranked ahead of them. I would Arkansas
0: is not any Big Twelve.
1: Oh, my bad. Why am I talking about that? In SEC. SEC. Why am I literally why am I? Why am I saying that? I don't know why I'm saying that. We've been That's, going for a while. <laughs> that makes no sense. Why am I picturing Arkansas? I'm not trying to start a conference realignment rumor. I don't know literally why I said Arkansas, the Big Twelve, but maybe it's because I think Arkansas. I was obviously picturing Arkansas as like playing. I was like playing Arkansas Heights in my head like deadass. That That's what I was doing, and I was like, "Oh crap!" This is, it just had. It felt like a Big Twelve team to me. I don't know why. It just looked like it. Anyway, regardless of that, SEC. SEC still has plenty of good top twenty-five teams too. Can't fit everybody from SEC in there. Same argument applies um but by the end of the year circling back to what i'm actually trying to get at and as you are alluding to by the end of the year they'll be there um and arkansas is another one similar to alabama arkansas could could have more could have more to do we talk about david jones and arkansas being possible connection could could wind up that way so i'm not yeah arkansas arkansas if you want to put your faith in like you seem to be like i thought i mean i poked at your kentucky like skepticism but like we generally have like an Arkansas optimism. I feel like tonight, so why not just stick with that theme?
0: Yeah, I I really like Trevon Brazil, too. Like, it's a shame that we didn't get to see a full season of him healthy, but I I really hope we can get that this upcoming year because he he is really good. Um, moving on to Indiana, a team that will be one to watch for good or bad reason. I guess it could turn out different ways, but I mean. It it'll be it'll be fun to watch because they have Xavier Johnson. Their starting lineup is Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway, uh, Mackenzie Mbako, Malik Renew and Kolel Ware, which I'm not sure if this is as good as some people are making it out to be, but it'll be interesting because there's like a lot of personalities I feel like in that lineup and it, it could be really good, but I I, I don't know. How how good do you think Indiana will end up being?
1: Uh, it's tricky I Indiana kind of reminds me. Okay, now I'm gonna like reestablish my credibility with the listeners. Remind everybody that I do know about like conferences. Yeah. So Indiana and Northwestern, they're both the Big Ten. All right. We're we're piecing it back together now. I think both like it kind of reminds me of the Northwestern situation. It's not totally the same. I'm just leading up to the point of maybe each is a is a candidate to take like a some some degree of a step back. Um. But like, there's still a. I think there's still a safe floor for Indiana. Like. It, they're probably going to find their way to being on the bubble, right? Like, do you think so? I, or is that like, yeah, worse?
0: Or I feel like there's just so much, so many range of outcomes because Chloe, where could be like amazing or he could just be the same that he was. Like Malik Ranuke could be really good, could be a breakout player, or he could just not be a breakout player. Mackenzie and Baco could be like some amazing freshman or he could have like, could be not that good. Like Trey Galloway, I think, I think we kind of know what we're getting out of him. Um, Xavier Johnson also could be unpredictable at times. So I, there's just so many range of outcomes. Like they could be, they could be anywhere, and it will be interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, one of the great, I and mean, needless to say, like one of the great home court advantages in college basketball. Mongolian Mike being there. It's about him. If he were there, that that, that that is would be a electric- possibility like, that would be electric, like, I could just picture that right now, like, if he walks into that, again, I kind of was pounding the table about that a little bit ago, but anyway, uh, that would, that would make me maybe, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I would still appreciate my fire rank, though, it's, it, we, we, we we should divide the summer into segments, you know, and have, like, all right, check in with me at the 4th of July, see, like, how much, basically, the month of June affected things, like, because it's, it's almost too soon to call, but I can't cup out of it fully, I'll say, like, or Indiana will probably regress, but not to the point of being beyond the bubble. Being, yeah, I mean, I mean, they
0: the they lost Trace, they lost among other guys, but like he was one of their best players, yep. ever. So like he, yep. he, they're not just gonna continue <laughs> on like nothing happened. But <laughs> but moving on to North Carolina, this is our last team that we're going to be kind of assessing where they are right now, and we talked about him getting Cadeau. um, so that that helps a lot, and I. I'm, I'm sort of in on them. Like as, as a top 20 ish team, like RJ Davis is good. Bacot's good. I'm not sold in Harrison Ingram. Um, I actually don't know if he's that good personally, but he has potential. Um, Cormac Ryan is a very solid role player. I don't know about Hubert Davis though. Like, I don't think he's that good of a coach but i think they should be good enough to make it they'll make tournament this year i think um but yeah what what are your thoughts on the Tar Heels
1: yeah the reclassification was enormous and you so you add that to like having like those those pillars of the team already in place davis and Baycott. like i really like that like the balance of that um getting ryan from notre dame like fits the role really perfectly. Like I feel like that was like real. Like this roster, I think is coming together in a way that makes a lot of sense to me. Um. So, yeah, and just the way North Carolina ended this past March, like they're so in line for a bounce back. Like it, it was so strange. Like the way it all shook out. Like, I, am I? am recalling correctly at this point. North Carolina, uh, how do you describe it? I guess like opted out of the NIT of like N- yeah. of like accepting an NIT bid. So mm-hmm, like, yeah, right. So like. I just think a program with like the pedigree of North Carolina, like having that on its on its heels, no pun intended, like coming on coming off of that, like it's going to be it's going to be looking to like Clint its palate and like because if you're saying you're going to turn down an NIT invite, like being in the NIT is like of course you prefer to be in the Big Dance, but like being in being in the NIT is still like. An honor, or like calling it an honor, sounds corny, but like it's nothing to sneeze at. So to me, North Carolina like, playing NIT lot of chippers, teams are so good. Like in the yeah, grand they're, still, yeah of they're good things. teams. If you're in the NIT, you're not playing some like scrubs or anything like that. So what I'm getting at is by bypassing the NIT by saying no thanks to the NIT, you're pushing your chips on the table that you're going to make the NCAA tournament the following year, right? So like I, I think that over, like I think that's a storyline that hangs over, not hangs over in a negative way necessarily. Um, but it's a story that we that we can kind of think about in the back of our minds as we're kind of watching the heels. So. I think with that, though. Having said that, they have the they have the pieces where it's it's fitting together to a point where I'm confident they will follow through on that and make the NCAA tournament. They they don't have
0: Caleb Love either, so that that you see the way you're talking about Love and his lack
1: of efficiency makes it sound like you're like, oh, we don't have him either. That's convenient. That's fine. But it, it it sometimes it could simplify things a little bit. Like it it could it could simplify some things. It could be that both Love and UNC find like find their way like after that that split.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely could happen. Um, But yeah, are we to our top five rankings now? Do you want to go like one by one or just list our whole top five? Or how, how do we want to do this?
1: Yeah, well, so, I mean, we can just, let's just, we're, we're getting late in the show. I can knock out, like, number one, at least. Like, I can share number one and then I can have you share number one. Like, for me, Kansas, I yeah. like talked about before, like, Duke, like, May have been like even like at earlier times this this summer or earlier this spring, like could could have been like so you can still make that plenty of that case. Yes, but uh, it's tight, it's tight, but like I from Townsend went to Kansas, like come on. It's gonna be it's gonna be Kansas for me at this time.
0: Yeah, I, I had Kansas at one as well. Um who who'd you have at two?
1: I thought you were gonna I thought we were gonna sneak. I thought I thought you were gonna go with two. Oh, well like, well I that. I still go with two. I,
0: I have Purdue. I hmm. think a lot of, some people are underrating them a little bit nationally, but they're they were one seed getting basically everyone back, and some of their really important pieces were freshmen and sophomore jump is a real thing, so I think they're they'll be in just as good of a position, if not better, than they were last year. I mean, getting a national player to year back like you you couldn't really ask for anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, transformational, transformational to be able to lean on ED once more. I like that for number two. Do I have the? Do I have the? Do I have the guts to diverge from that? I mean, I did mention Duke earlier. Like, top four scorers back. Purdue, like, it's tight. It's tight. It's toss up. Do I have the? I mean, and he, like again, we saw we talk about like how the roster shapes up at UNC, like it all fits together. Duke's recruiting class is is, uh, is top notch, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Duke. I'm gonna stop answering on the issue. I'll go with Duke at that too. Um, at the at this stage, I think that the I me run it back. Especially if we're like forgetting it, like hey, like it's still early in the John Shire era. Like it's all coming. It's gonna. It's good. It's gonna keep building. Like he's got his own mark the program certainly walked into great back into a great situation but um yeah i'm gonna stick with duke here too it's tempting though to go with purdue because purdue i feel like purdue has so much newfound momentum but just from being able to say exhale and say okay we have our rock in the middle and ed back like that that's so big like i think that has a lot of mental 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 wellness (laughs) back for purdue and it's it's the program it's fans too
0: yes um so i guess you can go right ahead with three then if we're yeah
1: because that except he's in the three like i'm put purdue at three like yeah. purdue can't be later than three at this point for the, what i just went into saying <laughs> okay
0: well well in that case i have duke at three um i th- i i'm not completely sold on them because i don't have like a rim protector like i was mentioning earlier like they were really good because lively was that guy towards the end of last year but obviously he's gone to the nba so but with that being said, like Proctor is going to be really good. Filipowski is obviously going to be really good. Roach should be solid combined with the freshman they have. Like, I think they will still be in some decent position for next year. Um, So I guess I'll just go into my four, which is Creighton. I don't know if I have been too high a possible bias, but like I don't see many better starting fives in the country. I mean, I know the bench is a little bit of a question, but – you, you really want to have a good starting five. Like bench is kind of a second priority. Like Ryan Kalkbrenner, one of the best big guys in the country, super efficient, super good on both sides of the ball. Uh, Point guard, you got Steven Ashworth, arguably the best shooter in the country, has been the best player on that large team. So, I mean, he's legit. Trey Alexander, potential like first round lottery pick next year, can really score the ball, can really shoot, can should play great with Ashworth. Um. Yeah, him, him with Ashworth, because Ashworth does not really, like, he, he's more of a shooter than Nemhard was and less of, like, a driver. So maybe that will give Alexander space to, like, create some stuff more, which he's pretty solid at. you got Shireman. Shireman's a really winning player. can shoot the ball. can kind of does a little bit of everything, honestly. And then the, the more question mark is at the four where they have Isaac Trout likely starting, but I really like Trout's game in high school. I mean, Tony Bennett was a huge fan of him. Committing, which is why I went to Virginia. So, like, if Tony Bennett really likes him, he's probably going to be good. I think he fits in well with what this Creighton team is building. So,
1: yeah, I hear you. I hear you. you have plenty of defense for your pick of Creighton. I get it. I thought maybe they'd be like five for you rather than like at this point, but so. Yeah, I like it. I like it, but I'm gonna go to. I'm at four now. We're at four all of a sudden. Go to Michigan State. Michigan State gets Tyson Walker and Malik Hall back. Take advantage of additional eligibility. Uh, with the uh, the free um no eligibility used in the COVID nineteen peak COVID year of the academic year. So yeah, combine that with and I I kind of talked about it when I was comparing Sparty with Michigan. Uh, Xavier Booker's a five star number seven in the top one hundred by ESPN um you you're bringing back the top scoring minus uh Joey Hauser. Uh they already went to the Sweet 16 this past March, like I I just think it's going to be one of the best rosters in the Big 10 right there with Purdue. Like I mean, I mean by roster I mean like guys who are getting regular minutes roster. I so, I think
0: the Big 10 is a two horse race.
1: Yeah, it comes down to it comes down to these two in a lot of ways. So, um I I I'm going to slot MSU into four for me. All right, well
0: I guess you can go on to number five now.
1: Number five. I have to stick to my word. I said Marquette would not follow the top five. So I'm going to stick with Marquette at, into at five. Like, and it talked about Marquette not long ago. Um, they lose Prosper, but I mean, so many relevant players are back for uh, Shaka Smart. And it's just an ascending team. It's an ascending team. Um, great market, great support. So. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I like Marquette a lot. I, I it's almost like we, we, we just got, we just, I feel like we just got done talking about Marquette, but I, I'm going to circle back to in number five. I mean, it's, it's tricky to like, you know, you're almost like, I'm almost tempted to look at teams like Creighton, um, like Miami, you know, too, like that Miami's on the board here, Florida Atlantic, like you're sticking Florida. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Marquette despite those temptations. Yes.
0: Um. I also have my at five. Um. I just. I mean, for all those same reasons, and another thing that I might add, something to look at. I. I think Ben Gold could like, be like kind of good. Like he. he I kind of like him and Chase Ross. I kind of like some potential breakouts from their incoming sophomores, and yeah, I'm interested to see what David Joplin, how good of a starter he is, and if he's uh. Maybe you can play Ben Gold there. I mean, it's kind of assumed that Joplin's going to take Omax extra but I wouldn't be totally shocked if we see, like, Ben Gold kind of get more minutes as season goes. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Some other teams strongly in consideration, Michigan State. I considered Tennessee um, as well. They got Zia Jordan-James back yesterday, which was also a surprise. I don't think we mentioned that earlier, but, yeah, those were some of the teams that, just missed uh, the cut. So any more comments
1: about the top fives? I like it. I like it. I think, I think we differ enough, but we also have we, we found some, co- we found some common ground. So that's great. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was fun. Fun to kind of think about that. I like, there are some teams who are well, like just looking at the bigger picture, like teams who you wouldn't consider for the top five, but it's kind of interesting to think about how close they could be to 10 top 10 range like even even usc like usc are they really far from top 10 like i guess that might be a bit more of a projection like by season's end situation um but yeah i think a bunch of a bunch of great names we covered
0: yeah. Um, so that kind of concludes the meat of our podcast, but I do want to talk about the training camp roster for the U19 team was released. I know a few episodes back, we like kind of were talking about if there was U19 this summer. Well, there is. And U19 is fun because a lot of these players are in college, like already in college, like, uh, last, uh, U19 year. Um, I remember like, uh, Kenneth Lofton was like a really good player on that team. They had like Chet. And yeah, it's also a good opportunity to see some prospects. So do you have the list pulled up? Um what players pulled up? I mean, I, I have it on mine, but you yeah, might need to yeah. see the, the list. Um yeah, so some guys I I mean, this isn't even a roster. Like they make cuts based on who's good. But mm-hmm. some guys I would like to see, um, let's see. Toby Awaka, I do like him as a breakout guy for Tennessee. Maybe same with Freddie De who is a like those two guys. Uh De might start for Tennessee while Ziegler is still recovering from his ACL injury, I believe it was. Um Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell, I really like him. Um interested to see how good Clel Ware can be if he um improves upon his motor. Um uh, I'm I'm uh talking about the incoming guys. I'm really interested to see if Jackson Shellstat is able to make this team. I really like him. I think he's Oregon's best freshman, even though their recruiting rankings might not necessarily agree with that. Um. Uh, Cody Williams, uh, for Colorado. I'm interested to see if he can make the team, um, because Colorado's a team I'm sort of high on and. Mm-hmm. Want to know, like, if he's actually that good? Um, any guys you're looking at? I mean, maybe to make the team or are higher on than maybe the consensus on this training camp roster.
1: Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't been able to gotten a chance to break down this roster too much until really as as we got closer and closer to the podcast. Um, yeah, I I'm keeping an open mind. I don't I don't really feel too strongly about anybody. Particularly under the radar. I was all. I was also kind of curious about even beyond the, I mean, the players are what we are. We're really looking at, but I was, it's always kind of interesting to see who the, who the uh, like coaches are, like support coaches, um in in this in this training camp. And my uh, guess, Michael Shrewsbury from Notre Dame is probably one of the biggest names. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, he's an ascending coach. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to be able to work with these guys in the team on a USA basketball setting, um, but yeah i mean it, this is just in the abstract and so again i, I didn't have a player I, I thought particularly was gonna be um gonna be flying under the radar but i love this i love that it's a mixture of like again you have a you u19 so you have some guys who are at that age where they just finished off freshman year and then the classes of 2023 and 24 like it, it like it makes for great trivia years down the line like how how these guys overlap a little bit um but it's a great collection of names um even like the class twenty twenty four it's just it's it's harder to tell, like, as of right now, like who's gonna be I almost just kind of want to see what the reports are out of out of the camp, see what yeah. see how it shakes out for these. yeah guys, I mean, but...
0: there are still cuts to be made like we we will yep. talk about this a lot more like once we get like a roster once you nineteen yep. actually happens, like I am really interested to see like i don't I don't even know like who is good for other countries, but like sometimes it's a good uh Wait, I mean, obviously you saw and Yama last year, right. nineteen. but like, I'm trying to think of who else have risen. I mean, ED, but like, Nem Nemhard was really good, and that was like uh, for Canada, obviously. And now that, that was like kind of when everyone started to put their stock in him, despite being just like a normal four star, like maybe not even top a hundred. Like, I feel like that that was a good turning point. I mean, he was good during high school season too, but at my bird, but like. Yeah, some sometimes it's kind of good to uh, a kind of a preview almost of some guys and yeah,
1: yeah. Know, yeah. It is a bit. of a, It's so much good on good competition in the in the camp. And um, I I want I started to see like okay, it's hard to it is so hard to compare these guys when you have the pre cut roster. But I mentioned Shrewsbury coach on the support staff for this USA basketball group. And one of his one of his uh, recently, I guess, now rising sophomore uh, players, Ben Allen Lubin's going to be down there. That's 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 kind of interesting. Like, could help to have, have have a very familiar like face there together for each of them. It could be beneficial for each of them. I mean, as a, a freshman year, what did he play? I'm trying to make sure I, I didn't think he played more than twenty minutes a game. It was just over seventeen minutes a game. Was efficient. Got you involved. Be down there.
0: Built now Lubin. Wait, he about? he moved
1: to Vanderbilt. Yes. Oh well, that could make something awkward. I completely missed that. it was recent.
0: It was sort of recent.
1: All right, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hitting my, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be kicking myself. If I missed that. That could be, that could be. Then I, the toss it out the window. That is not the same. there's not the same benefit of being with Shrewsbury. <laughs> but Shrewsbury still a great coach, and Lubin still an upside. And somebody did yeah. play Notre Dame. His numbers were still, I still, think they, I still think they shaped up well for shooting efficiency and rebounding, but. Um, it wasn't like he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't an everyday player or like everyday starter for Notre Dame. So that helps explain the transfer. But I completely missed that. I legitimately thought that's so neat. Van Allen Lubin's going to be with Michael Shrewsbury. And now reality check, he's not. So my apologies.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks like it will be in Hungary from June 24th to July 2nd. So not too far away. It'll def- definitely make for some good TV, like in the middle of the uh, summer when there's like no basketball on, well, there's basketball for a week and it'll be good basketball to watch. So yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's an episode. Do you have anything more on anything that
1: we've talked about? Quick hits to end it. I can reaffirm everybody that Arkansas is in fact in the SEC and that Lubin is in fact also in the SEC. Now at Vanderbilt, (laughs) as far as my two SEC absolute, um, brain farts. And, I can remind everybody that Lubin, as long as we're again giving him his due, now that I've completely screwed up his his transfer at school, he was four stars originally. Like these, you can see why he, you can see why he is, uh, he's, he's a name for USA basketball, U19. But all in all, this was this a good time, man. It took too long, my, it took too long on my end to get, get it all right, finish up this long semester at school. It was good to reconnect to your buddy. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, if you're, if you're still listening to this podcast, make sure to give it a five stars on, wherever you're listening to or even if you're watching it on youtube which is a thing uh hit that like button we really appreciate it for every like five star rating comment it all really helps us out so yeah thank you for listening and we will try to have another episode out soon